There are more than 100 motion pictures made in Hollywood every year. 90% of them are bombs, but 10% are not. In film school, these movies are called blockbusters, but there's a better term for how they're made. X-Files. Join Mac and the gang as they explore the dark secrets behind lights, camera, action, and the unexplainable success of no-talent punks like Quentin Tarantino, all coming from the weirdest place on earth, Hollywood. This is Mac Maloney's Hollywood X-Files. And now, here's Mac. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show. Whoops. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Hollywood X-Files show here on the Distance Thunder Radio Network. First time ever. I haven't introduced anybody, but let's give ourselves a hand because this is the, the virgin no show, as they say. <laughs> Tonight, instead of talking about UFOs and the paranormal, we're going to be talking about the weirdest place on earth, and that's Hollywood. And joining us, of course, girls, get ready. Sit yourselves down, get your fan, your mister, your squeegee, your loom. I was, trying to, I was going to add something Hollywood-wise, but I better not because he's here. The very famous one, one, one. Hello, everybody. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here as always. As you know, I live for this, especially mm-hmm. the uh, X, the X movie files, the uh, Hollywood X files. Yes, Hollywood X files. Those turns out Hollywood X files. Yes, it. yes. Well, it only yes. Began, it began because every once in a while we'll stray off into talk about movies, and people will write, and we'll do an hour and a half of movies, and people will write and say, "Hey, we really like you doing that." So why not, right? So uh, here yeah. we go. Seven weeks in a row. When's the last time you had fish and chips? Again, I've gone another week without fishing. Really? I actually had oh. chips. I chips. love the chips across we know the, the chips. street for me. Excellent chips. Just a chip shop. Made to order. French fries. Oh, yeah. Uh, I yeah, haven't had the fish, but had the chips wow. often. So basically, no, no, I, have the fish and I fish just and haven't ch- had fish for at least uh, a month and a half. In fish and chips, you have like one of the most healthiest foods in the world and literally the worst food for you in the world. Exactly. You're, you're eating the worst you, pot. You're eating you've had the, fried to perfection. There you go. <laughs> also, also with us is our national correspondent down there in Flint, Jack, West Virginia. Almost said something that we'd have to bleep out. Switchblade Steve Wood. Switchy, how you doing? I'm doing really good. Uh, what, what did you say it was? Really good? Flapjack. Sl- sl- Flapjack? Jack? Yeah, that's it. Slapjack. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Slapjack. What, you're really good and not wonderfully wonderful, whatever the hell you are? I, 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 am, I am beyond wonderful. Beyond I'm going to try and find that's Slapjack on the map. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find it right away. How are you, uh, Switch? Oh, I already asked you that. I'm still beyond wonderful. Okay. All right. All right. And and now look at the hair. I mean, I want everyone to look at the freaking hairdo. Okay. That is not last week's hairdo. I'm sorry. It's not. Let me introduce it's a little bit else. longer. It's a week, so that'd be an eighth of an inch. He's, got the, he's got the path going. He had the path going last time. The path is is getting closer. It's getting closer to the long, middle of his head. No, Normally it's short enough. I don't have to worry about a part. He's, he's so going. He's going. Need to get a haircut. At least you don't have to part I'm, with it. As we, as some people say in the south, I'm fixing to get a haircut. <laughs> okay, okay. Listen, I just want to say this before I introduce everyone else. The pot is at least a half an inch closer to the middle of his head. Okay, once again, it looks like a, a bullet grazed him. That's how perfect the pot is. Okay, and I think it's just the squirrel is on the wrong way. You know, can you adjust that a little bit to the anyway? Also with us is our uh, security chief, Willie Club. Covered- well, Mac, I, it's great to be here, and I'm all excited because of the topic tonight. But yes, yes. I, I was going to be good tonight and not say anything derogatory about, about Switch's hair. 
but you guys are making a big deal out of this path. <clears throat> what you got to understand is that his path was on the other side last week. No, it, was not. <laughs> well, it keeps moving like the sun across so the I don't sky. Know why you're, that's you're, false. You're, that's, no. that's fake news, Club. <laughs> uh, you're having a wet theme on the path. And it's a good thing I can't reach into the Zoom and backhand you. Oh, oh, back oh. Oh. But anyways. You might have had a Zoom on reverse video. The way it looks to me, it looks like I'm looking at a mirror. Well, at least you can see yourself now. There was a couple weeks where... Well, anyways, you know, whatever you do with your head, you know, that's your personal concern. You got it. But I wanted to just say tonight, you know, I'm really looking forward to this, you know, being able to discuss some of our movies. Yes, all the good I'm working hard to get to this. And a little bit, I've expanded, if you don't mind, our era. You called it the Hollywood. Yes. But my two... Discussions, two movies tonight uh, are movies that were made in England. Well, that's all encompassing. Hollywood but means consi- everything. I, yes. I wanted to be considerate too because I know we had a lot of UK listeners. Yes, we used in to. Lawn also, so I wanted to give them some consideration. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm pretty excited to be here. Good, um, as usual. An excited club. Well, what's is your a, movie? Hair. No, wait. Oh, oh <laughs> wait, no, let's, let's stop. Hold on. Let me introduce. <laughs> well, he had that loaded up, didn't he? In the studio with us is uh, UFO mechanic Al Ronaldo. Al. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Um, that was a that was great, Steve. That was wonderful. We have a report, and we had a little bit of a recon mission at the Thirsty Moose before the show. We'll report on it in a second. But here's the best part of the introductions. Up there in Sideways in the Eye is our favorite good witch, Raven, is with us. Raven, how are you? Hi, my friends. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Hmm. Hello, Raven. Hello. What's shaking, man? Wow. Um, I actually started cross-stitching as like a new hobby. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm really bad at it, but I have just been um, cross-stitching dirty words into yes, um, my yes. little thing. <laughs> yes. Just to try to get patterns down, you That's know? a good idea. I thought when you started that, I was saying, uh-oh, what's going on with her? But when That's she said dirty, dirty words, words. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right it, it is. <laughs> Let me paint the picture for everyone up there. She's got her celebrity glasses on, right? The kind of, right? Got the hat um, on. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> got the fuck you one one hat on. Uh, is there a beanie at the top of that thing? A ball? Yeah, it's, wow. It's uh, yep, it's okay. like one of those big car hearts. Okay. And she's drinking a, what's that, a chocolate milk? Sure. Oh, yep, okay. Drinking milk. a chocolate milk tonight. Okay, good. All right. So we're all here. Did I introduce you well? Yes, you did. Okay. All right. So tonight is the first edition ever, maybe the last, of Macaloni's Hollywood X-Files. Okay. Hollywood is a weird place. There's a lot of weird stories. And they have a lot of shitty movies, right? So tonight we're just going to be talking about movies because um, we're, we're all big fans of movies and we all kind of know our stuff. So that's what we're doing tonight. But to kick things off, to pull the pin out of the hand grenade, we have a top 10. Top 10. Okay. Raven has it. And let me see if I can remember. In the bumper that Pete did, um, he basically says uh, one of the biggest mysteries is how come, you know, Quentin Tarantino is, you know, anybody, that he's a punk, right? So tonight is top 10 reasons Quentin Tarantino is a punk, okay? One one should be correct. laughing, but he's not. He looks pissed. Now, listen, I know I'm you're stunned. a big fan I'm of his. Stunned. Why? What? You can't take it there? <laughs> Lily pen? You can't take it? All right, let's see. Okay, all I don't, right, I don't mean to offend you. Why. Okay, all right. Wow, I hit a nerve there. This, okay. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, <laughs> please. So there's top 10 reasons why Quentin Tarantino is a punk. Start the music, please. Raven, please. 
All right, number 10. His quote unquote street name is Q-Tip and a recent Gallup poll indicated uh, that when 90% of Americans think of Q-Tips, they think of clumps of dirty, bloody earwax or something that has to be applied anally. <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? And that's number 10. Really? Number nine, <laughs> please. Coming in hot. Uh, number nine. <clears throat> Every time he speaks, he sounds like he has a d in his mouth. <laughs> well, <laughs> he does not. What does that sound like exactly? <laughs> Listen to him. Oh. Any interview. Number eight, please. Raven. Number eight. His parents named him after Quentin Crisp, the notoriously flamboyant British funny man who once said, I always thought Princess Diana was such trash. She got what she deserved. How can you possibly be a fan of that guy? Nice. Number seven, please. Top ten reasons why Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tan What's his name? Quentin Tarantino. 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 Thank you. Is a punk. Next. Uh, number seven, he spent an entire weekend smoking hash in a French mansion with Brad Pitt. Two days later, Angelina Jolie filed for divorce. You do the math. That's a true story. You know that one. Well, that's, really? that's how they wrote the script to Inglorious Bastards, where they spelled bastards wrong. Come on. He's a f next. Please. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was done on purpose. Raven, you don't, you don't know that. Next. I don't? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, number six, uh, he once said, quote, when people ask me if I went to film school, I tell them, no, I went to films, end quote. What more proof do you need? Come on, the phone, hook school went to- He did say that. Right. That is one of his famous quotes. That, that's so <laughs> pretentious. Really. Well, Next, please, Raven. Uh, number five. Then he, he wrote once... a book about it. Yeah, yeah, that's also pretentious. Next, Raven, please, number five. He once admitted to spitting on Uma Thurman for a scene in a movie, but later claimed it was respectful. Did you ever hear that story? This, this this stuff is based on true stuff. Yeah, I think I have. Kill Bill. I, I think, he spit, I think he spit on her toes too to polish him up. No, bit. no, that's number four. Hang on. <laughs> he he got Oma Thurman to. I never saw Kill Bill, but I guess there's a part in it where he has this history of violence against women in his movies. That's just his mock, okay? And he has her chained around the neck with a chain, in some kind of a scene, right? And no one wanted to spit in you in you kill bill the, kill bill i think kill bill one no one wanted to spit in her face so he went up and spit in her face you know it completely is not in the script or anything but it's another way to kind of you know degrade the woman character you know he's like one of these guys you know and and and, and okay next please Rick. number four he once told actress rose mcgowan in front of witnesses that he repeatedly masturbated to footage of her feet okay we all have our little uh, ego, you know what I mean? We all have our little badges, right? But this guy is insane. One, one, you have to, you, who wants to? Yeah, he is insane. Who, he's weird. Yeah, well, yeah he, has, he has a foot I fetish. So we we got to watch five minutes of the woman playing Sharon Tate walk down the friggin', you know, a minute would be fine. Mar her high white Margot boots. Margot Robbie. I'm in love with Margot Robbie. Well, there's literally a scene in From Dusk Till Dawn where Salma Hayek pours tequila down her leg and he casts himself as the guy that drinks it off of her toes. See, that's weird, dude. I mean, so, I, you know, I mean, I'm, there's literally feet in all yeah, of his movies. That offends me. Kill Bill is one of them. <laughs> Next, please. Riff. Number three. Yes. Number three. He bet Kansas City. I don't get he bet the means. Chiefs. <laughs> He's yeah. a winner. Yeah, him and the whole world. You ain't kidding. Next, please, Ray. Number two. 
Number two, he's going to do what the uh, he's going to do what the Klingons, the Romulans, Romulans, and the Borg weren't able to do: destroy Star Trek. He's going to direct the next Star Trek movie. Is that am I right? That's, good. That's going to be his uh, so-called final movie. As a, as well, he, he's thing? retiring five years too late. That's scary. Is that true, Switcher? You would know that, right? Is it true? Do you know? I, I, I heard a rumor. I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's true. I, I can't. Uh, is he signed? Yeah, I think a lot of people. I think be he's saying to let that guy. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Also. It, you know, he he'll ruin it. He'll absolutely, you know, absolutely ruin it. He will uh, uh, take it from me. He will, and it's going to be all alien feet and <laughs> seven toes. He'll, it's going to be. He'll have Harrison Ford playing Bob Felfa. You know, there you go. Like, yeah, from, yeah. Uh, American graffiti and race somebody. Exactly. Okay. Here we go. Top ten reasons why. Quentin Tarantino is a punk. Like, we need 10 reasons, but we're at the last one, right, Ray? Yeah, so this is the last one, and I don't like this one. <laughs> All right. The number one reason Quentin Tarantino is a punk, he likes cats. Oh. 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 Forgive everything else. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Well, huh? Before we get off this, can I just add something? Yes, please. Inglorious Bastards? Yes. According to Tarantino... The reason he spelled it that way is because that's the way it's pronounced. Bastards. Really? Yeah? Okay. Yep. So I'm from Boston. I can I can start spelling shit any way I want. Okay? Parking is P-A-H-K-I-N. He's a phonetic yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm sorry. He's one of these guys. Who knows? <laughs> I had one question. <laughs> I went in there about... It got on and on. I couldn't remember the name of the uh, what's the puppet movie? Switchy America, you bet. What is it? The Team America. Team America, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the funniest movies ever made. Ever made. <laughs> yes. Right. And there was going to be like uh, you know his career started just like the puppet in the in the Broadway producer in the alley in the limo. Remember that part? No. Okay. Anyway, we used to do a whole show on that movie. That's one of the funniest. It's puppets. It's all puppets. Have you ever seen it, Al? Yes, I have. Yes. <laughs> It's a long time ago, and I don't remember a lot of it. That goes way back. I have to watch it. Oh, I, might, I might have been under the early two thousands. Uh, I saw see. that in theaters. Uh, <laughs> oh. In when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes back, but I'll tell you, there are five people who should sue those guys. It's the South Park guys. Judge Clooney have been sued like <laughs> yeah, no, a thousand no, okay. times. Judge Clooney should take those guys to the bank because he just is just the worst. And he, um, he ripped Hollywood oh, like they unbelievable. Should be it's so funny. Every scene is funny, and then they have this unbelievably wrong sex scene. <laughs> 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 it's kind of like they could use that for an instruction video. I think <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even say what they're doing to each other, but they're, but they're puppets. I think what Mac is trying to say is if you've never seen Team America, mm. pop an edible mm -hmm. or, you know, get drunk about yeah. it um, yeah. and then just put it on and get silly because it's so it, funny. I mean, you're just going to howl. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Those guys it's are especially funny for those of us that grew up with some of those uh, marionette shows. Yeah, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. I remember the first one, Supercar. Yep. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Black yeah. and white, Mike Mercury, you know. Yep, yep. Uh, and then uh, most of the other ones that followed, you have to be too old to, to watch. But uh, still, even you, know, you watch the Thunderbirds now, yep. mm -hmm. and you marvel at the models and the yep. sets that they had for that. It's just uh, incredible. I'm going to throw away, really uh, cool. I throw a little bit of the uh, effect to one one, everyone. So the Thunderbirds were made by, I think it was ATV, made a lot of those puppet adventure stuff, right? The, the British company. And they recorded a certain recording studio, I think is in Brighton, which is near London, I'm assuming. Part of London, mm -hmm. a part of uh, the Thunderbirds would get through with their all their all their audio stuff, 
and the Who went in there and would record their albums. So the early Who albums were recorded in the same place where they recorded the, the uh, audio for the Thunderbirds, and they were always crossing. They knew each other and knew the puppeteers and wow. all that. Yeah. yeah. I watched funny. all of those shows, man. I watched all of those shows. They were great. I was like 20 at the time, but I liked them. Hey. I, don't remember, I don't remember the Thunderbirds at all. I don't, I don't think I've ever saw it. Yeah, yeah, they had these big it was planes. Quite, it was quite a bit later. Yeah. But was, was the last one. Was it, who's, but he had, what was it, Supercar? What was the name of the first yeah, one? Supercar was the first one. And he, he could fly, Mercury, also right? go underneath water. And, uh, uh, it had a great uh, great song in the beginning. Mm. And then there were other ones that came out. Uh, Stingray was one, uh, mm. underwater stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. What else? Captain, wasn't something Captain Scarlet or something? Yeah, they lost me I, by that. I never mm. really saw that one. Hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, puppets. Oh, Fireball XL5. Oh, yeah. Remember? Oh, shit. Yeah, I used to, they were on, that was on Saturday mornings. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was and a real sci fi. Great, uh, great song. Yeah, yeah. Real sci fi, real out there kind of space opera. That was cool. I used to watch right. that all the time. Right. I mean, they had a robot and they had a blonde babe, you know. They had a blonde robot and they had a blonde she, puppet, man. She, she could have been in Team America. Yeah, <laughs> yes, right. Yes, right. <laughs> if she had sunk that low, maybe, you know, her career's not going good. And her, and her name was Venus. <laughs> yes, oh, Venus. There you go. Yeah, huh. Wow, bringing back memories that probably don't want. So anyway, oh, listen. Steve, Steve Zodiac was the, uh, the, the, guy. the lead guy in Fireball XL5. Okay. Oh, you know it's a made-up name Steve because it's Zodiac awesome. Look, here's, that, that's, that's a sweet name. <laughs> so here's my confession. See, this is uh, a different kind of show. So after Fireball, what was it, X5? Uh, Fireball XL5. Okay. Was the Sherry Lewis show? Oh, Lamb Chop. Yeah. Now, everyone says Lamb oh. Chop, Okay. I was in love with her. I was in love with Sherry Lewis when I was in the freaking crib. I'm not kidding you. Okay. And, and <laughs> she was adorable. No, she was beautiful. And then she got lamb chop on top of it. Mm -hmm. Meets her even more adorable. Lamb chop. You know, I could who cares about lamb chop? I used to just watch her and there was just something about her was uh, you know, uh just something about her. So years later I'd make this confession one night to my brother and his wife, just ha ha ha. And like the next Christmas they got a uh, lamb chop doll. Mm -hmm. But I guess they put, I don't know, something. They gave it to their dog. They have like a little dog, wild dog. dog. Toy. Yeah, the dog ripped it yeah. apart in front of me. Okay. Oh, no. My, my nieces. Oh, Merry Christmas. We were devastated. My, my niece bought one of those lamb chop dolls for her husky. And the dog used to destroy Just all destroy of his. Them, yeah. Uh, yeah. He never hurt. Yeah. He used to carry lamb chop around. Oh, he, he, never, he never destroyed it. Interesting. He was really enamored uh, with lamb chop. Did you say at one, one time that, you know, talking about Sherry Lewis? Yes. That, that was your first orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say. You used the, you used the, the, what was it, the puff of the hand puppet? No, 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 no. no. Now, now it's Sherry Spear. Hang on, hang on, wait, wait. We don't need any sticky lamb chops. I, 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 all I heard was Mac at your, a little Mac at your hand out of your diapers. I, that's the. <laughs> that's my mother's voice ringing in my ear. Yeah, he had the lamb oh. chop hand puppet. But she, I'm going to say, Mac, you're absolved. You're, not a bad idea. You're absolved. Not a bad idea, Club. But it wasn't lamp chop. Everyone says it's lamp chop, but I thought she was beautiful. I thought she was like a beautiful woman. And then she went on for a long time. She was she had different kinds of shows. She's like four foot ten or something. She's very small, very kind of petite. But man, I don't know. That was my first. Yeah, did it for me. Anyway, and then came Ellie Mae, right? <laughs> yeah. She changed everything. You ain't There's a whole different paradigm going on there. Donna Douglas. Oof. Anyway, why don't we do this? Why don't we calm down, take a cold shower, and uh, we'll have a commercial break, and we'll be right back. This is the first edition of Mac Maloney's Hollywood X-Files. The whole gang is here. Please stay tuned. 
Hey, Mac Maloney fans, this is Pistol Pete, and I'm sitting here with the one and only Mac Maloney. Hi, Mac. Hi, Pete. Now, Mac, you've got a new book out called How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught that you wrote with our pal, famous crime novelist, Mark Zapula. How did this whole thing come about? Well, Mark and I have this uh, mutual friend that we would go out uh, having beers with every once in a while, and he had the same 20 stories that he would tell us kind of over and over again. And at some point, I said, you know, we should write these down. And we did, and it turned into a book. It's such a crazy title. How'd you come up with it? Well, kind of the same thing. We're in the bar talking to this uh, friend of ours one night, and he just said, you know how to get rid of a body at sea and not get caught. And, of course, we didn't know. And so uh, he told us. And uh, the secret is in the book, but I can say that it involves a lot of chain link fence and some crabs. Now, Mac, you gave me an advanced copy of the book, and like I said before, it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. It reminded me of The Sopranos if The Sopranos had a laugh track. Thanks, Pete. But it also gives you instructions on how to do some pretty shady stuff, stuff not exactly legal. Well, yeah, the book is about the true life adventures of a juvenile delinquent growing up in Boston in the late 1980s. So you get a lot of the inside stuff like the best way to steal a car, the best way to burn a car, how to make fake IDs, things like that. But in one chapter, you actually tell people how to turn an old broken down Toyota into a brand new Rolls Royce in five easy steps, and it actually works. Uh, yeah, I know it sounds crazy. I didn't believe it until I saw the proof, but yes, it actually works. Now, one last question. There's a lot of laughs in the book, but also a lot of pretty crazy stuff legal and illegal is it really all true it's really all true but um on the advice of our publisher they've asked us not to say anything beyond that for legal reasons but yes it is all true well thanks mac that's how to dump a body at sea and not get caught the al ferrari story by mac and crime writer mark zapula get it today on amazon Well, welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Hollywood X-Files here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. This is our uh, launching show, our virgin show, of uh, talking about films and the weirdest place in the world, which is Hollywood. With us, girls, get ready. Hopefully, you're already sitting down and, you know, kind of cooled down. Uh, the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hey, girls. Hey, Mac. Okay. Glad to be here. Glad to be anywhere. And Mm-hmm kind of show is this going to be tonight let's see I mean, pins okay. and needles what we should do is uh gonna be great turn the offstage talk into some kind of a mac after dark baby and then we'll yeah, yeah anyway listen things go better with coke right who said that first anyway wasn't it coca-cola Coca -Cola yeah. anyway we gotta move on coke is it all also with us is uh that's a stupid slogan <laughs> a national correspondent down there in uh, west virginia Hmm. He's got Virginia Graham glasses on tonight. You know what I'm talking about? The glasses about the size of TVs? Switchblade Steve Watt, Switchy. See, I don't like Man, this. Yeah, I'm, these are Amazon specials. See, he's, 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 he, as the kids say, he's dicking with us because he's got a different hairstyle and he's wearing these uh, widow glasses. He can't possibly be doing it on purpose. Switch. Any, uh, I got a pair of those. This is on purpose. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> 
We can't tell our these, listeners what he's doing. These are Amazon good. specials. Well, they, oh, oh, was there a hand gesture there? <laughs> Wouldn't you know one one actually has some Virginia Graham specials? Like that. <laughs> well, they frame your face, one one. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, Switchy, how's things like this? You know, even better. That's the English way. Switch, how's things with you? Uh, they are still beyond wonderful. Do you have breakfast today that we can look forward to me asking you later on in the show? Uh, let me think. What did I have? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's exactly. uh, a little, okay. little different. You know, okay. I mean, it's a breakfast, but it's a little different. Okay. Food is food. Also with us is um, UFO mechanic, Al Ronaldo. Al. Hey, Mac. Hello, everyone. I got an email Hello, today. Al. got an email today that said, um, oh, I didn't, uh, okay, uh, uh, said that if you ever need a replacement for the UFO mechanic, he was applying for the job, this guy. And he went to Spartan Jet Engine School, which is kind of like a private. Who knows? You know, I've seen it advertised, nice. whatever. Yeah, and, and and the only thing he told me was that one time he left on the uh, jet engine starter, but the jet engine wasn't on, and he said that the turbine blades got so hot they glowed. Can you imagine Ooh. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wants to replace That's you, Al. Crazy so, yeah, well. Okay. All right. I said, hey, listen, send your resume. Yeah. Right. We'll put it on file. Damn. Yeah. Well, uh, also is with us is our security chief with the club. How are you doing, WC? Excellent. I'm doing excellent. Thanks, uh, Mac. What's that bestseller and, uh, over your shoulder there? What's that bestseller there? Uh, I got a lot of them over there. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. I, dump I feed them. I, I feed them, and look what happens. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank what you, Raven. Yeah. Mac, has anyone come forward and wanted to take Willie's job? Uh, not yet. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. If I'm getting thrown into the bus, you're coming wow. too. Right? Okay, you that's know, cool. You're going first. That's cool. Okay, wow. Anyways, <laughs> yes. I did want to say, you know, one of the things about tonight, I was thinking about it. You remember Ed Sullivan? You bet. Yeah. Quote him, we've got a really big shoe. Really big shoe, yeah. 60 years shoe. ago, the Beatles oh, first. Really yeah. The Beatles first appeared on Ed Sullivan 60 years ago, my birthday. And uh, yeah, Beatle Day. Now they call it. They, uh, that changed everything for me. 1964. That's, yeah, that's the that's the uh, musical X Files. But yeah, and so anyway, also with us, saving the best for last. Let me uh, paint the picture once again. Celebrity glasses. Got the fuck you one one hat on with the with the ball on the top. It's pom pom. Pom pom. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then the hair, the Elvira hair. Raven, how you doing? Okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name. Uh, uh, favorite good witch up there in Sideways, New York. Raven, how are you? Hi, my friends. I'm doing great. I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to this all day. Yes, I think we you all had have. a six pack up in that uh, that space in your hat. Wow. Oh yeah, there's there's some beers up yeah. here. That's yeah. where I keep the extras. I almost said I'd keep nips up there, but it might be misconstrued. Listen. <laughs> so what we're going to do tonight is because, as you know, I went to film school one one right. Yes, I know you did. And it seems like I don't like any movies, but that's not true. So I said just everyone come up with one or two movies that you knew, you know I will hate, and uh, we can discuss them, okay? We can discuss. I will say this. I want to have an opening preamble, okay? I okay. don't think every movie is terrible. There's a lot of really good movies out there. But the fact is, is that there's so many movies that, you know, 90% of them are really kind of not good, you know? And, and Hollywood does go – they do make so-so movies, you know? They don't intentionally make bad movies, but they intentionally make so-so movies. You know, they give Adam Sandler a million bucks. He gets his friends together, makes a movie for $10 million, and makes $30 million. I mean, everyone makes – didn't they make $20 million? I mean, it's the economics of it. Yeah. And it's not hilarious. It sucks. But people will just go and see them because it's those guys. 
Um, so I came up with three movies, real quick, that I think are really good movies. And you've heard me say this before. Really good movies, okay. Yeah, I mean, um, close to perfect movies. The Good, mm-hmm. the Bad, and the Ugly is my favorite movie of all time. It, yeah. That movie has every element that you want in a movie. First of all, it has an ending, okay? It has an ending that's worth the wait for, okay? The whole movie is about these three guys who want to find gold, and they're looking for this buried gold in the middle of the Civil War, basically what happens. And they keep running into the Civil War, keeps screwing them up, you know, from finding the gold. It's just a great movie. Ennio Morricone does the soundtrack. It's a perfect marriage of a movie and a soundtrack. It was 1967, Switchy, maybe, 68. It's that famous. Yeah, that sounds about right. That famous, Leone directs it. Um, yep. So it, and, and Ennio Morricone does the music. And they were, they were exactly. like, they, they grew up in Rome, like a block away from each other. Um, I can't say enough about this movie. I'm not a big Clint Eastwood fan, but once again, any good movie is that, you know, you have, any movie has a beginning. But then you every scene, everything, every every piece of dialogue should build and build and build to an ending that's worth waiting for. Okay, and and the ending of that movie is great. You know, the the three way gunfight in the cemetery, and the gold is right there. It's cool. Everything was cool in that movie. Yeah, it's really they really call good. Them, they call that genre spaghetti western. Spaghetti, yeah. but I called it a lasagna western. It was the first one. Yeah, very well. Yeah, it was it was uh, the first of the spaghetti westerns, and it was um, directed by an Italian. And it was shot in Spain, and it's an American Western. So it's kind of like an Italian's vision of what American Westerns are, you know? It's yeah. Second really good movie, and I know Club is going to, you know, moan when he hears this. Big. That movie Big, where Tom Hanks, Big, big from a kid <laughs> to an adult and back to... I'm t- I hate to say it, but that's the perfect movie, you know? Started his career. It, 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 and... and you know, it it starts, you know, and the and, and and the kids are fooling around, and then he, you know, they get a, a something from a fortune teller. He becomes a guy. He becomes, but he's still a kid, and he does everything. He drinks, and he's eating caviar. He's like filling up his the trick, and he has all those things that when you're 12 years old, you'd wish you could do, you know. And he does them, and um, but then you know that he's gonna, you know, you want him to come back and be a kid, and that's what happens. And um, it's a it's a kind of as I say a small movie, but that's a really good movie. And the third movie I can think of off the top of my head, real quick. Is Zulu? Did you ever see Zulu? No. Zulu with um, yeah, the African. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. It, it, there's it's like good. 120 British soldiers um, fight off like 50,000 Zulu warriors. Okay, and it's how they do it, and um, it's just a really good movie. Once again, you know, you're you're terrified during the whole thing because you say, how can they possibly win this? And there's so many like instances in it where it looks like they're going to fail, that the fort is going to fall, but it doesn't. It's just a really good movie. Yeah, Zulu, really good. I mean, the tribe, all they had were, were uh, spears. I mean, You're, they were right. yeah, going they, against right. you know, gunpowder and everything else. That's why, uh, you know, you'd, you'd figure the, the good guys were going to win. Mm. But they kept attacking them until they were going to run out of ammunition, and then they blew up the ammunition shed. And, and I mean, it's one of these things where stuff just keeps going wrong, and they fix it. Stuff, and then you know, in the end, they win. Not not that the British should have been there in the first place, but it's a really good movie. So and Michael Caine, it's one of Michael Caine's first movies, and he spent his whole career kind of playing guys who are kind of like uh, you know civil servants. You know what I mean? Definitely in the you know not up a higher class in the British class system. But in that movie, he played against type, and he actually was kind of like one of these upper crust guys. And uh, just just a really good movie. Just a really good movie. Anyway, anyway, we're going to start with Raven. She sent me an, e- an email earlier today. She says, I think I nailed this. So the idea is to come up with a couple movies that you know that I will not dislike. You think I will dislike. Maybe I'll surprise you. Okay? 
All right, so Raven, let's start with you. Let's clap for her. Let's make it real show busy. Okay, please, Raven, it's to you. Okay, so first I want to just give a shout out to my friend Jim. Oh, that's right. I've been talking to him on Instagram for a while. He's a big fan of the show. He really enjoyed last week's episode. So hi, Jim. I know that you're listening. This one's for you, buddy. Where is he? Um, Where is he? Jim. Where is he listening from, by the way? Do you know? I, I'm pretty sure he said Texas. Texas. If I remember correctly. Okay. We can get him out um, of there if he wants. Go ahead. Next, please. Raven, does he want okay. my job? <laughs> is he <mechanic? laughs> I'll ask him. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I start out with The Uncanny, and this is from 1977. Okay. Have you seen this movie? Yes. You have? No, I haven't. You Sorry. know what? You, okay. Well, <laughs> okay. this is a great movie. Go ahead. This is uh, starring Peter Crushing. Um, sorry, Cushing. Okay. Ray Millen, Joan Greenwood. It has a huge cast. Sure. Um, just, just to name a few. Yep. Um, and the basic synopsis of this I mean, it's it's shocking comparisons to, to Mac's real life. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> what? You have this gentleman, Wilbur Gray, who is an author, and he goes to visit um, his his publisher, uh, this guy named Frank Richards. Um, and all throughout like this beginning part, he's walking wherever. I think they're in Canada in the beginning. And he keeps seeing cats everywhere. Oh, and they're on. just like okay. in the Six. shadows. They're like walking on like little stone um fences around him and he's like visibly shook by these cats <laughs> so as the movie progresses you find out that this guy wilbur has been writing these i would consider them conspiracy theory books oh boy. um basically okay <laughs> i'm not even kidding laying out how people have been murdered by cats yes hang on <laughs> go ahead <laughs> i gotta see this movie good so, <laughs> this is uh, this is right from IMDb. This is just a storyline. So we have Wilbur Gray. He goes to visit his publisher. Uh, this book Gray has written is about cats. Cats watching everyone and controlling everything. Yes. He mentions that the stories in the book are all true and gives three examples. And that's really cool. The three examples, they're all like these flashbacks. Yeah, and okay. I mean, this, this movie is really interesting. Like it'll fly by. Um, <laughs> the first involves the murder of a cat loving old woman who gives her entire fortune in her will to her cats. Oh. Uh, not everyone is happy about the will, but they would have to get past the cats to get the will. Oh, that's fine. Um, yeah. The second story is a tale of black magic between two girls. And the third uh, story is a tale of murderous revenge by a cat. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to see that. This movie is excellent. I'm Uncanny. sorry. You guys need to watch it. I Uncanny. watched it for free on Tubi. All right, um, I have a watch it. And, uh, I'm watching the uh, trailer now. It looks pretty good. Doesn't it's you? very good. And I was like, Mac will love this, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Okay. Do you, okay, let's go to um, – you have another movie we'll come to later? I do. We okay. can come back to me. Let's go to so Club. Mac would hate it because it involves cats. Yes. There's literally like probably 200 <laughs> cats in this movie. Yeah. I'm not even kidding a little bit. A lot of uh, cat extras are hired for this movie. Yes. Too. yes. They're yeah. all so cute too. And they're so well behaved. <laughs> it's also they're about members of the union. Also, yes. <laughs> also a writer who wants to kill his publisher. So that's real life. Uh, Club. <laughs> yes, sir. Do you have a movie that you think I'll hate? I, I do. I have uh, one that you'll hate. And one that you like. Do you want me to just do the one you'll hate right now? Yeah, right now, sure. The theme is consistent, I think, when it comes to you. And mine is also uh, stars cats. Oh, come cats. Okay. I see. Now, bo- both of my movies are um, what we call the classic drive-in movies. Yes, okay. We, we understand. And since we have a lot of people at age differences and, and people from out of the U.S., I just want to <laughs> let our listeners know that when we use the term drive-in movies, uh, back in the 50s, the uh, 
a, a thing came up where you could go and watch movies instead of in the movie house. You could actually drive your car into a field mm-hmm. where there was a big screen, probably 20 by 40 feet in size, yep. that they projected the current movies that you would also see in the uh, in a theater. Drive-in movies. And they were called drive-in theaters. They yep. had concession stands like you have in a movie in a house. You, you, they had toilets, and they also had a little playground. For you, watched, you watched the movie right in front of the screen. The movies right. You watched the yeah, movie you know, from your car. Right. Right. Called a passion so bit. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> anyways, just to, uh, so people are familiar with what we say when we say drive-in movies. Right. And they had these now, uh, speaker posts where you put a speaker they, 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 in your put a speaker window. in your car. Yeah, right. spe- that's how and you did it. And then you get to put the speaker back when you drove off. Right. You know, it was great. And in my time frame there, you know, a lot of us were at the age where we were dating, and we found that these movies were were great for dates because it was cheap uh, to get in there for a buck a piece. Right. You right. know, and uh, so it was a big date thing. Now, for me, um, the movie I'm going to talk about now is what we call a horror uh, comedy. Okay. And it goes back, uh, you know, to that time. Go ahead. Now, I never really liked horror movies then, but I had an ulterior motive. Yes. I figured I'd, I'd take a date in there. She'd get so horrified this, by this, the movie, she'd want a distraction. Wow. So then you could go in the back seat. And that must have been written in the sky somewhere. So that's because the reason I get in. We used to do the that, too. Movies, right. In the driving. You know, they were, uh, you know, they were quite the thing. So anyways, the movie I'll talk about right now, uh, this uh, movie goes back to 1971. Go ahead. And uh, it was uh, filmed in uh, by a company in England. Both of my movies are from England. Okay. And... Uh, in this one, it, it was really a uh, what we call a boomer favorite, even today. Now, I don't know if you guys are really into the real horror stuff. Sure. You know, you got to be tough, so you might not know this movie. Wow. This was an exceptional horror movie. Go ahead. Um, it was called The Whoops Grinders. Oh. <laughs> it was just, oh, I can't believe this. I saw that. At the I, know, I knew, you, I, I knew you'd, you liked me. I, I, you liked I, the real I saw it with The Undertaker and his pals and The Embalmer. Was a <laughs> well, now wow. don't wet yourself. So don't wet first. yourself. Okay. <laughs> but anyways. I, too late. This is, this is all about oh, a uh, exotic brand of cat food. That was yes. Oh, really? <laughs> It was. Uh, it goes back to this company. It was called the Lotus Cat Food Company, and they were having financial trouble, and it was primarily due to the high cost of their product, which is tuna fish, you know, for cats. Okay. Um, so the owners decided they they got to find a, a cheaper way of uh, meat for for the uh, cats, so they can make money. Good. So what happened is they one of their partners, and it all happened by accident. It was amazing. They had a uh, in their shop there. They had a long Belt. It's like you see with TSA when you go to the airport, you know, yes. the belt moves. Conveyor belt. Except yep. this belt is they put their product on it and it goes right into a grinder. Okay, yes. Well, in this case, you know, one of their partners, he was taking a nap and someone unfortunately hit the button and he rolled right into the grinder. Ground, and then it grinded okay. up in pieces. Sure, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. So they were really concerned, you know, if something could happen to them if they found that. So what they did is they, they ground up it all and they put it into uh, cat food cans. <laughs> the cats loved it. Yeah, and, and they went out, and it, they couldn't believe how popular it was, okay? It was, um, you know, it was a really different kind of taste for cats. Well, and, um, it's like eating grandma. Yeah, it's like you know, how to grind a corpse without getting caught. But anyways, okay. you know, it, it, it accomplished <laughs> what they one wanted one. to do, was come up with a cheaper product. Yes, yes. So, uh, and, and so anyways, they started feeding it. They tried it out in the cats, and they loved it. <laughs> we found that they love human flesh 
to the tuna, you know, versus the tuna mix. Yes. So what they did to maintain a constant low-cost supply of the, the human flesh, they hired a sleazy grave robber, and he would get them an endless supply of, uh, of flesh. So, and they even developed a sales slogan that says, for cats who like people. <laughs> and uh, either way, yeah. many of the victims it just happened to be they were solidly built females uh, uh, okay. who were stripped down to their uh, undies before they were fed into the hamburger machine. Wow. Did they, they make them rub the lotion? Oh, so, this was like uh, bra and underwear and all? And so the, he would bring them in from the graves and they didn't want all the clothes on them to clog up the wet mechanism. So they just left the, their underwear on. Okay, what's the name of this so movie? They, I'm going to write this so down. So the cats <laughs> ate the underwear too. No, because it grinds it up pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Meow, so, meow, 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 meow. You know, but the thing is, um, it, it had a, uh, it had the heroes, like any movie. <laughs> really, yes. There was a, veter was a veterinarian, um, Sean Kenny. In his shapely nurse, Monica Kelly. Oh, her. And they became suspicious of the company as uh, they were seeing a number of these harmless domestic cats who turned viciously on their owners. You know, they would yeah, go yeah, for the yeah, jugular yeah, yeah, to yeah, kill yeah. the owners, and then they'd eat them. It writes itself. It's great. Yes. Oh, but I don't want to give you the babies. ending, but I just yeah. will say that is a suspenseful ending uh, okay. yeah, because the cat food company's owners got wind of the veterinarian doctor's suspicions. Okay. And uh, so we'll leave it at that. Okay. But you, you do want to see this. I highly recommend it. It's called the Corpse and Grinders. And they even had a sequel. Okay. In 2002, they had Corpse Grinders 2. Two. Okay. All right. That and and uh, this Ted Mickus, Mickles, who was the uh, writer of this and director, yes. he had two other big hits. Uh, one of them was very good. It was called uh, Blood Orgy of the She-Devils. Oh, remember that? And that's still a big hit. Yeah, okay. And my favorite, was, my favorite was Strike Me Deadly. Strike so anyways, me I just thought I'd share that. And I know, Mac, you'd, you'd hate it because of the kitty cats being the stars. Well, listen, but, we'll and, see. Jury's still and, up. And, and Raven, on the, on the can, the ingredient said panties. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> full, as long disclosure. As it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, full that, disclosure, that's okay. Good. But I, I actually, before he mentioned the course grinders, I was thinking that'll be my second film. I'll, I'll, I'll give to Mac. Oh, Wait, that's so funny. Life, huh? By the way, they, they, they developed candy panties after that. After it's just <laughs> edible underwear. That's a coincidence. They had, like I say, they had the Undertaker and his pals and the embalmer. And when you pull in, they give you one of these slips or a disclaimer that if you, uh, you know, they're going to have somebody standing by and somebody had a heart attack and all that nonsense. Yes. So, yeah. Huh. If you're, okay. if you're a fan good. of, uh, good. <laughs> if you're a fan of collecting one sheets for movies, okay. the uh, Corpse Grinders has a fantastic one sheet. If you want to look at uh, imdb.com and well, go see the out. movie. I, go see the movie. The movie's good. Uh, one one. What's your movie, please? A movie I'd hate. Um, I, I'm going to just start off with a, a banger that uh, is a movie. I think you, if it was a if it was a live person, you'd run it over with your car. <laughs> wow. It's a uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, come on, that's a piece God. of shit. Come on. I love you, honey bunny. <laughs> no. Raven. Uh, to me, Pulp Fiction a two, is Raven. a multi multifaceted extravaganza oh. in the way that it's structured with like, you know, five parallel movies. Uh, uh, okay, go ahead. Being intertwined you... with each other. Go ahead. And a fantastic, if you like music, a fantastic soundtrack that uh if you're the person uh <laughs> You're very busy for the person getting the approvals to use all the music. Go ahead. Would you call that the clearance person? Yes. Yep. The clearance chick in this case. Okay. Um, great soundtrack, great great theme, great actors and actresses in it. 
well, can I still use the term actress? I don't know. Go ahead. Um, it's just from start to finish. It just starts off with a bang, too, literally. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So, uh, right. Yeah, I know. Quentin, one of Quentin Tarantino's best. I think it was his, his, uh, oh, his second movie. Yep. Follow up to Reservoir Dogs. Right. Also mm. terrible. terrible. Also amazing. Also a fantastic movie. Right. Also have... a great soundtrack on that one, too. That's another one. Back to back. I tell you, if you're a Quentin Tarantino fan like I am, Yes. You get your popcorn yeah. and you go back to back. Uh, so, Reservoir Dogs and. Uh, I have five you know, minutes. Five minutes to rebut this. Go ahead, Raven. I was just going to say so, one one saying basically, if like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction were like two old ladies that were helping each other across the street Ooh. and you were you were driving down, you know, I don't know, Main Street in, hit, in Boston, you I'd, would floor it. I'd hit them. Well, <laughs> uh, thank you, one one. And thank you, Raven, for painting that picture for us. Right, let me just can I just say one thing, okay? One, uh, several things, but a, a top thing, okay? If you make a movie, all right, let me put it this way: Sergio Leone and Ennio Morricone never covered anybody; they made up the music for it. It's easy, right. and and what's his name does this all the time. The little freak there, um, who did Goodfellas, does this all the time. You know, he takes what we what he thinks is hip hip music. And and uh, you know puts it in there, and in, in my mind, so you can afford to you know buy the clearance, you know, which is a lot, all right. But it's just it's it's like pandering to the audience or something. You should create a theme. There's a lot of great movies out there where they created the theme that goes with the movie. Braveheart, right. the theme music, the Braveheart. You listen to it and you see the movie. It's 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 fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's right. So that I don't like that part of it. Okay, and it's also like so hip that it's kind of sick in a way. Um, and by putting it, the it's so hip in the way it's it, in the way it's done, the uh, cinematography, the dialogue, it's it's nothing great. And and let me tell you this thing about the five little movies put together. All that means is he went in and pitched five movies, and they said cut them down and put them together, and maybe we'll put this movie out. And they did. And and but the, but the whole thing that happened was that they got John Travolta to star in it, and it was his comeback thing. You know, yeah, he, yeah. you know, and they could have fallen right in his face. But you know he came back. You know that brought him back, and Samuel Jackson, and so on. But I don't like it. I don't like the way it's filmed. I don't like the way it's put together, and I, I think it's very overrated. Sorry, Bonnie. Boo. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> listen, Bruce Willis is in it, I and suck. he looks so Jack. Good. Oh, he's so, okay. So he looks. I'm the kangaroo. Stephen, I was drooling over Bruce Willis. <laughs> uh-huh, okay. There's so many breakout scenes in that that. My daughter Allison and I were moving to California in 1995. Yes, when that movie came out, we had just seen like a the grand screening at the Portsmouth uh, Music Hall, and everybody stand standing ovation for the movie. For what? For and what? Allison, movie? Allison what? wanted to go to film school after seeing that that's, movie. She learned how to how to do. Uh, you talking about Pulp Fiction? Uh, camera work. Pulp Fiction. One, one, you got to stop. Max head is about to explode. explode yeah, <laughs> and I'm the only oh, one yeah, here. Right. You know. Yes. And work with uh, actors with attitudes. So they may believe they have bad attitudes. Oh, those are the kind of people you, want, you. Those are the kind of people you want to hang around with. Actors with attitudes. So oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, Alan, though, you must have a movie or two, do you? Um, before yes, but before I do that, I want to, one thing I did want to throw out there to everyone. This is the 50th anniversary of Blazing Saddles. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So is it really? One of, the, one of the greatest comedies ever made. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. 100%. Okay, so he, he ate like that oh, it's all right. It's okay. But you could never make it again. It was, it's like, oh, it was, no, no, it was no, a no, funny no, movie. No, no. Oh, you, you yeah. did it. You picked the movie you would hate. <laughs> no, no, no. Mel Brooks is a funny guy. He's, he, is. he is funny. Yeah. And that movie, I remember seeing that movie as a kid in the drive-in, and yep. uh, it was outrageous. Yeah, yeah. But then again, I wasn't in any Slim mental pick. condition to really Slim grasp. Pick. I didn't know what was going on for quite a while, but okay. Um, yeah. But as far as this, um, I figured if I was going to find something Mac hated, okay. uh, it would have to have uh, Tom Cruise in it. And uh, it would have to have Maybe. Uh, something like um, Stanley, Stanley Krubeck. Oh, oh you, know, so, you know where this is going. I'm going to go to Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, come on. What a piece <laughs> and, of shit. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I have <laughs> never seen the movie. Good. But I've read Good. the I read a, a bunch about it oh. here for the for preparation for this. I'll save you from it. Okay, and okay. and I know he'd hate it. All right. All right, let me just start. I got I got like five reasons. Okay, ready? One, I know you love yeah. this movie. Okay, so I don't it, love it. I liked it for purely for prurient interest only. Okay, well, this isn't really isn't that much in there, but anyway. So it came out. I don't know when in the nineties. Who the nineteen ninety nine? Okay, you know Stanley Kubrick's last movie. Stanley Kubrick's a you know kind of great director. He, he did uh, Doctor Strangelove. 2001. Um, Shining. Uh, what's the famous Shining. one? Shining. The Shining. Shining, yeah, which was terrible. And um, the <laughs> one in Vietnam. What's the one in Vietnam? Um, well, which is also a terrible movie. Uh, you know, oh, full, metal, full, metal, full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so but he was great at one time. So uh, they filmed this movie. And then you know, he died, and he came about a year later. It came out about a year later. And it's now <clears throat> five things wrong with it. Ready? So Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman were married at the time. Married in quotes. Okay. So and they're in it. In quotes. Yeah. And, and, and they play a married couple in it. And they're they're very well to do people who live on New York's Upper West Side. That's you have to remember that. So. And he's a doctor. And number two, I'll go to number two real quick. Forty-two times in the movie, he goes, "I'm a doctor," because no one can, you know, can comprehend that Tom Cruise is a doctor. Okay, so he has to keep saying it. So anyway, so there's a scene in there where they get high. Okay, Tom Cruise and Nicole can get high, and I think she's topless. All right. As a young, I'm pretty sure she she goes uh, if if I may she goes full full t- in that movie. Full, yeah 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 right? yeah she, yeah. Okay. Full metal. T- <laughs> right. We should be a TV show. So so but everything that goes wrong, I would say to someone: if you ever want to get high with your wife, watch this movie first, and you'll never do it because she brings out everything that he's a oh, he's a gynecologist. That's okay. Oh, even better. Well, okay, even that's better. creepy though for yeah, yeah, Tom yes. Cruise. That's right. really gross. Right. You know. Okay. I mean. <laughs> With the tooth and everything. Okay, so that's one reason. Okay. Yeah, if, if I walked into his office and you know my gynecologist smiled and I saw he had a tooth in the middle of his face, I'd be Just like, say, "No, thank you." Yeah, I, no, I came in the wrong. No office. way you're putting me under. Look. So anyway, the second thing is you, you wouldn't be looking at your face. Come on, be... the second no, thing, the, the tooth would be Ow. looking at other things. He'd be under the sheet, wouldn't he? I'd be no, no, scared. No, she wouldn't get that far. Uh, second thing. Okay, so they go to this. So uh, take him out of water now. He winds up at this party. Okay, and it's a part of I don't know what they are swingers or something. I don't know. I, you, you can't even tell. But it's a lot of people walking around there. Obviously, it's in some mansion. They're obviously dressed up, but they all have these weird masks on. Okay, now he's there undercover. He takes a cab there and has the cab wait for him. He comes out like ten hours later. But 
So he goes in, he just grabs a mask, and and it's like a long carrot nose or something. And people are gathered around, and then, you know, if people have sex, it's not even good. It's just, like, stupid. And and But they know he's there. And so out of this crowd, these two goons come and pick him up and bring him, you know, upstairs. The question is, how do they know it's him? Everyone has a mask on. Come on. He's gonna... He was wearing lifts in his shoes, and they, lifts, they, know. they saw it from across the room. Okay. All right. Number three. All right. So there's some flaws in the movie. Yeah. Some flaws. Well, maybe there was a social media picture of some of his nether regions, and uh, they saw it. Hey, listen. This is in the movie. This is great Stanley Kubrick. Luckily, he died before this thing came out. All right. Number, number three. <laughs> number three. Okay. A lot of it has to do with Tom Cruise being in Greenwich Village, right? The East Village, I guess. And he can't get home, okay? Cabs won't stop for him. There's no buses. And he's having all these little adventures. He meets a hooker who has AIDS. It's like this crazy thing. Now, a side thing is Stanley Kubrick didn't like to fly. So what he did was he, he, he made that a virtual East Greenwich in um, Nottingham Studios. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, so you when know. you see that, it's all kind of you know virtual reality that he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. It looks like Greenwich Village. Anyway, so <clears throat> he's stuck there. He can't get home in this. And I'm sitting there saying the whole time is walk. Just walk home. You know, it's going to take you 25 minutes. Uh, Matt, you can't. Just, just walk home. You know, what do you need to have? Do you have the mask on? Is that why they wouldn't no, pick maybe up? that was it. Yeah, I don't know. It was like really nutty. Okay. <clears throat> and I forget four and five. But it's a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. hey, Matt, you know what would have saved that film? Go ahead. If at some point Tom Cruise said, open the pod bay doors, hell. Mm. Yeah. Now, you know what would have saved it? If some puppets came out oh, hang on. and started doing the Thunderbird <laughs> thing. <laughs> Let me get this in order. Hang on. That's wow. a switch. Crickets. Wow. Okay. All right. And now this is for you. My wife wouldn't let me watch it. I think it wouldn't let me watch it for a while. Finally, finally we watched it together. And There's no reason. It. It's a terrible movie. I'm sorry. I mean, it's And we're both it's Nicole okay. Kidman fans. We want it to be good because but you we don't. But, but, but she, she's, not, yeah. she's, not, she's, not, she's not likable in that movie. Okay, she, no, she she's just not. isn't. I mean, it's everything you want. Is she, is she at least semi-naked? Oh, yeah, she's topless. No, she's well, she's okay. the sign. Well, right? I'm, 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 Raven, show the sign again, please. Good. Okay. Well, it's see? full t- Okay, well, I'm in. I'll, you know, I, I would watch it just 18, to... 1850. You know, okay. Yeah. Do you okay. look at the No, no, the no, it's boys, not worth you know? it. It's not worth it. She's in a lot of other good movies, so, uh, movies that are better than that. Uh, anyway, so... You should watch Moulin Rouge. She's great in that movie. Oh, that movie's so good. She was interesting in The Golden Compass, but she didn't show any... Anything going There's on. a few movies that she did early in her career where she's out in a, um, she's on a sailboat and a guy gets on the sailboat and he tries to kidnap her or whatever. But you know when she was when, when she was first starting out, she wasn't really this redhead. She was, you know, more of a little, you know, kind of a farm, uh, you know. And she was in Cold Mountain. Did you ever see that? Is it Cold Mountain? Oh yeah, fantastic. She's really good. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Practical and, uh, Magic too. Yeah. She, oh yeah, she's very Zell, good in that. Zig Weller. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's a great movie. <laughs> A really Stole good movie. that movie. Again? She was fantastic in that Stone movie. Stone Mountain, yeah. And Jude Law. Jude Law was in it, too. Yeah, really Jude good Jude Law up there with Bruce Willis. Bruce yeah. Willis. This, uh, I got a whole long story. No, Bruce Willis, uh, once again, and, and, and only comes when I went to film school, Walmart. There are... Yeah. I wish I was a classmate of yours, though. Okay, really? Uh, so... Yeah. <laughs> you could hang out and talk movies all the We're time. all the same, right? Yeah, it's great. It was great, you know? I, I mean, I got yeah. in my in my uh, last senior year, I would... Um, you you could arrange your classes so Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, okay, and and all we all they did was watch movies. I'd come in and watch movies for three days. Yeah, it was excellent. And, yeah. what, and what did I do in the Navy? Oh, in who, Rhode Island. Who cares? Yeah, you, you're down in, in Newport. Newport. Yeah, saving it from the get I was a film editor. There you go. Yeah, so we were in there with Kumbaya. Uh, let's see, who do we go to now? 
Who's left? Is Switchy Amy his? Steve. I don't think we did Switchy, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. I didn't recognize him with his new hair, though. Go ahead, Switchy. <laughs> Switchy, go ahead. Is he frozen there? Is he? Probably fine. Okay. No, I'm good. Go ahead. Okay. All right. The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth That movie dimension. sucks, man. That movie. All right. See, no. All right. Why? I love that movie. Peter oh. Weller. Oh. Uh, uh, I, I had to write down uh, um, Jeff Goldblum, John Lithgow, mm. Christopher Lloyd, mm. and Ellen Barkin. Are you kidding? It's oh, a fantastic cast. So? Peter Weller plays kind of a Doc Savage type. He's a surgeon. He's a, a scientist. And he's got these uh, this group of sort of aides around him. Go ahead. And uh, he's, he's, a, uh, a tr he's, in the beginning, he is able to drive through solid matter through the using the eighth dimension the thing is you find out there's these evil aliens the red lectoids are, are invading the earth and taking they, they, they came they're the ones that started the uh the uh, war of the worlds broadcast thing they actually did land okay and they all they all have different last names but all the all their first names are john and obviously this is a very tongue-in-cheek movie i'm already and, asleep uh, Go ahead. and 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 uh, uh john lithgow plays dr emilio lizardo and he and his his uh, his uh, scientist buddy have been trying to penetrate the eighth dimension, and they they do. But but then Lithgow gets gets uh, taken over, gets possessed by the evil alien, the red lectoid, John Warfen. But there are good lectoids. The black lectoids are there to try to help them out, and they all sound like Jamaicans. And there's there's this great, great wait, wait, lines wait, wait, in it. Yeah. And it's like Christopher Lloyd playing one of the red lectoids. He right. thinks we're all a bunch of monkeys. He has no just no. Um, wants not, nothing to do with Earthlings, right. so he, he calls us Monkey Boy. He'll say things like, "It's not my goddamn planet, Monkey Boy," and uh, just all kinds of great lines. Very, very tongue in cheek. Uh, a lot of action. Very funny. Right. And it's a great. Like, okay, tell what was that mean? Oh God, uh, twenty years ago or more? Yeah, no, okay. oh, yeah, thirty years ago, nineties. I don't know. All right, here's it, why it, I, it's very entertaining. Here's why I don't like those kind of movies. Okay, because I went to film school, as you know, one well, if if you well, take fortunately, the, I wasn't tainted by film school. If you take and I a, love this lick. If you take fucking <laughs> uh, <laughs> switchy. No offense. So so from my perspective, okay, I, I grew up reading science fiction books. And I always wanted them to make a movie uh about those kind of books, space opera books. And this had, it was like a, I was a huge Doc Savage fan. Okay, yeah, it was oh, yeah, kind yes. of a play on Doc Savage. Yeah. So, 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 but, it, and that, that finally came to um, fruition with Star Wars. Okay. But I waited a long time before Star Wars came out because Star Wars was a space opera. And a lot of the, in, in before and after that, I used to think that if you take the money and the time and stuff and you're going to, you know, do a science fiction movie, and, and that's one of them, and Mars Attacks is another one. And Independence Day is another one. You know, why do you have to make it so it's, you know, funny, a funny in parts? Why can't you just make Independence Day as if it's the longest day? You know, like it really matters, you know. Um, and there's no, you know, these crazy conspiracy things and stuff. Just make the movie. That's how I feel about that. So that's why I don't like those kind of, you know, those those things that kind of take it in a weird way, in a weird direction. Like that uh, thing used to be on PBS there and that – yeah, I, I mean, know. make it make the movie serious. Make the movie serious. Well, yeah, you're yeah, taking the time and the money to do it. Uh, and John Lithgow was yeah. was fantastic as that Dr. Emilio Lizardo. They had him in, in the beginning. They had him in a booby hatch because he was nuts because he was taken over by the evil alien John Warfin. But of course, he kills a guy in the states. But, but see, it's uh, funny. You're saying it's funny, and it shouldn't be funny. It should be like my what's what's the what's the um, 
What's the movie with the, with the um the aliens land in the in the sand trap and the kids see? Is that Miles? What's the um, yeah, yeah, the uh, invaders from Mars? Okay, remember the, remember how you know how that's like really serious, deadly serious, right? There's no laughs. Oh, yeah. in that movie. for a kid. Just make it. Just make that kind of a movie where it really means something, you know, instead of. Yeah, Jack Nixon, you know, acting his ass off as usual. So, anyway. Like the day the Earth stood still. And Buckaroo Banzai had a great soundtrack. The early Phenomenal one. Phenomenal yeah, the first one. Was it an original soundtrack or was it the um, yep, cover original song? soundtrack. Really? Yeah, okay. Then I, uh, then I got it. Godzilla 2000 had an original soundtrack by Keith Emerson, and then he committed suicide like about three really? months later. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. It was around that, around that time. He, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe after that but project, the one that he did because I watched it, uh, Godzilla actually gets married to like a female Godzilla. You know, I think they're kind of stretching it a little bit, but good soundtrack though. You want to see two Mac Maloney's Hollywood X Files here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network, a Virgin episode. Uh, we're gonna take a commercial break now, get some oxygen, and we'll be right back. Please stay tuned. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Most of our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Hollywood X-Files here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show. This is a virgin show talking about uh, films in Hollywood, the weirdest place on earth. He's here with us, girls. He hasn't had fish and chips in a while, though. One, one, how are you doing? Hey, Mac, I'm doing great. Hey, girls, welcome back to the show. Yeah, not a lot of fish and chips, but a lot of chips. A lot of chips. Okay. Uh, chips and... Whatever, chips like snacks. I mean, excellent chips with uh, sauces, different sauces. And chips and dips. Chips good and stuff. Chips and dips. So what do you not, They're not potato chips. They're potatoes. You know. They're, yes, the French fries. Call them French fries. French fries. They're, they're over here. They're a, a, a thick cut kind of uh, okay. thing. Yeah. Piece of piece of potato. Are you going to be able to fit in the airline uh, in, the, in the seat on the plane when you come back? I'm doing good on the I weight really? department. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. That's I'm that's doing now. Okay in the weight department. Keep eating those chips, man. See what happens. Anyway, I'm not eating them all the time. Okay. According, according just I mean, listen good, to the past shows. Good, good sounds, British diet. Yeah, okay. Oh, that means uh, crummy Bangers food. Bangers and mash, you know. <laughs> really. Shepherd's pie. I saw shepherd's. Yeah, yeah. Shepherd's pie. I like shepherd's Sausage pie. baps. Yeah. Really? Do you eat that stuff? Do you really eat that stuff at dinner? No, like, all the time. No. Okay. No. There's a lot of. Uh, Stuff that Eileen cooks up that's decent Italian, food, some Italian food and things like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah, Eileen's kind of uh, on a diet a little bit, so mm-hmm. I don't want to be picking out in front of her all the time. Right. That's a, that's a good husband there. One, one. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, down as there, good as I can get it. Okay. That's down there, oh, man. Did I just see what I just saw after we've gone through an hour? Switchblade, Steve Ward. Do you have a cat? They did a cat in there. Honor, in honor of the corpse grinder. How the f- <laughs> How can you even? Oh, 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 oh damn. <laughs> Holy. Joe for your jugular. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Wow. Yeah. He's looking at you. Movie. Wow. Get rid of that fucking cat. Switch, how are you doing? 
that, that was Keel. I, I'm doing just fine. Yeah, you, like you can tell them apart. Um, so what? <laughs> what you have for breakfast? What you have for breakfast? Okay. get it out of the way. I went to Tudor's Biscuit World this morning. Who is? You surprised with? I brought a couple books with me because I always I spend uh, you know anywhere from two to three hours there drinking endless. You do, and you don't leave a tip. Notes that kind of thing. What's that? You don't leave a tip, do you? I can't. Oh, you can't. If you're sitting there for three hours, you should leave something. However, however, one of the waitresses. I don't want to be be there. She works over at Village Pizza now. That's where you can get a Mothman pizza. (laughs) Used to be Tiny's Restaurant. The sighting of the Mothman took place in '67. Okay. Anyway, she works there now, and I'm able to give her tips once in a while. If she waits on, so I can. I don't think I want a Mothman pizza. I don't. That's like saying like the fly pizza. You know what I mean? You you know, it's named after the movie, but no one wants moths in there. Now, in the Chinese restaurant, there, there's probably moths in there. Anyway, thank you, Switch. Uh, Let's go on to uh, Asikrit Chief Willie Club. Talk about food. I didn't tell you what I had for breakfast. Wait, wait, you didn't. I want after my appetite. He said moss. He thinks you're eating moss. No, my appetite left me when you said moss. All right, just what did you have there, Switchy? Sorry, Switch. I had I had French toast. Oh, okay. Syrup and butter, like that. And I had bacon. I had a little bit of. I asked for extra bacon and not too crispy. Oh, really? Yeah, one of those guys. And coffee. Yeah, they. Well, you know, they they special orders don't upset them. Yeah, yeah. But crispy. You don't like crispy bacon. What's your problem with? That's the way oh, it should be, sir. Not really. Not really. If it's too crispy, nah, no. I don't oh. like it limp. I like it crispy. Yeah, yeah. No one likes it limp. We like it crispy. <laughs> That's how they serve it here in the UK. We're still talking about uh, bacon, right? Yes. <laughs> Unless, it's like it's half cooked. I like I like my bacon yeah. so I can hold it. It'll stand up straight. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's what bacon's all about. It should be a slab. Exactly. It's the stiffness. It should be. It yeah. should be cooked. It should. There's a way yeah. to cook it. Can I tell you how to? The, 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 and for some reason, I know this. You lay it out in a big pan and you continuously turn it. Just yeah, continuously exactly. turn it until it gets to that color, and then you get it on there. But yeah, I love bacon. I love bacon. I haven't had bacon in about five years, man. But there's something about it. So anyway, let's uh, now that he chimed in. So and also in the studio with us, switch. Were you done? Were you done? Yeah. Did you have oh, yeah. hot black coffee well, and had, so on? I had black coffee with yeah. it. And you know, you can get it in a in a like a cup, like a mug, or you can get it in a, a styrofoam. Thing. Yes. I always ask for it in a mug. I tell them I feel like a grown up when I'm drinking coffee. Yeah, you, right, yes. And you're right. saving the whales right. too. Hey, listen, why? Like it. a big Navy butt mug, one of those heavy duty mugs you can kill up, somebody with it. Hey, just you can sitting. Go up time after time and get and get more coffee and then go back to no the tip. No, Listen, and, uh, let me tell you something. Okay. The, the over the hill gang sits on the other side usually, all the old timers. And I'm, I'm just like, you know, maybe probably a few years behind him, but uh, but they, there's one guy there that has the gift of gab. You know, he just dominates the conversation. Go ahead. And he told me one day what the Mothman stuff was all about. Who really, he's the guy. Him. Yeah. Someday they'll let you in there, Switchy. You'll see. <clears throat> so so listen, you're sitting there for two or three hours. Okay, you're going up and you're getting coffee, et cetera, et cetera. Slip five bucks underneath your uh, plate when you leave. I mean, they're looking at you and go, "What's this? Who's this freaking guy?" No, they want to turn over that table, Switchy. You know? Are you, no, take, no, no, are no, you taking never, up space? Never that full. Are you it's nice to full, them? I get the hell out of there. Right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. They, it's a weird place. They don't allow tipping. I mean, I, I know it's strange, but. Well, it is weird. Not even a tip. A lot of places around that area don't have tip cups. Okay. All right. Uh, well, you know, I, I used to tip 50% at Farmer's Kitchen because the meals weren't that expensive to begin with. But I really got my money's worth no matter what. I, I, one way of looking at it. I went in there, I'd get more of a portion than the next guy would of yeah. whatever it was. Bigger well, pancakes or more omelet, whatever. And it's just 50%. And when I walked in there, whether it's full or empty, um, the, the girls would be wondering, I wonder if it's going to be at the counter or is it going to be at no, the No, no, no. Wait, okay, all right. Just stop right there. Okay. Now, this is one of the mysteries. This is a mystery. 
every way <laughs> every waitress in this place looked like a sports illustrated model, right? Right. I know, it. I know it. And I sent you the pictures. This is real stuff, right? It's it, it really the pictures. Was I could send it to you the whole collage that, again. Yes. Yeah. And they're in and, and they're friends of yours. And and, and one of yeah. them is dressed like a cop and she's handcuffing them. <laughs> Listen, for a fifty percent tip, it better be you a happy ending. I'm sorry. I leave a hundred percent. Not happening. Okay. Right. As a photographer for Halloween Day and uh, Christmas, just before Christmas, yeah, be dressed up. Or it was a coincidence that they had. They like... want to wear my sunglasses. The hmm. counter girls, you know, one counter girl. I sit down at the counter. You know, it wasn't really that full. Uh-huh. The the manager there was the other another woman. I said, no, you can't do the counter. You got to do the the tables over there, and she was upset because she wanted to serve me. Wow, and was, oh, really? And I was going to move to the table. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. I didn't want to occupy yeah. a table for four all by myself. I was by myself. I didn't want to occupy a table for four by myself. Wow. So, so when 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 exactly did they arrest you in Guelch? What was that about? <laughs> when they arrest me? Yeah, when they put you in cuffs. Oh, <laughs> was that Halloween? It was like. A, they were they were demonstrating the cuffs that that one girl was wearing uh, for Halloween. Okay. okay. Yes. So those are real cuffs. So let me try them on. Almost. Anyway, okay. I'm going to introduce Al because I can't remember who's next. Al Ronaldo. Well, I'll tell you what. I go for coffee every morning with my wife, and we go to a place in Newburyport, and uh, they have an early bird special. It's cheap. We end up splitting it because she's not going to eat a whole lot. What is it? French toast and stuff like that. You can get eggs, bacon, uh, you know, eggs, bacon, toast, coffee for yeah, like seven, seven fifty, bucks. eight bucks. Yeah, yeah. And the day I tip fifty percent is the day, like I said, there better be a happy ending because that yeah. ain't happening. Is the day they stop spitting in his food? Well, we go to Angie's. Yeah, Angie's. Angie's downtown. Yeah, okay. and you know, we go in there every morning. I know all the waitresses; they're all really nice. Yeah. And there's one that, uh, like, the early bird comes with a coffee. Go ahead. So we have to buy an extra coffee because we end up splitting the early bird. That only comes with one coffee. How much, what's the total bill? Ten, eleven bucks. What do you leave on that? Ten, okay, ten. Say four bucks, months. three bucks, four bucks. Depends on you know yeah. what they give me back for change. Sure. But the, the thing is, one of the waitresses is like, "Look, I'm not going to charge you for two coffees because I don't drink that much coffee. I'll drink one and I'm done. We Sue will keep going." And uh, so I'll tip her a, a fiver because. It sounds like a Hollywood movie. You know, she, yeah. she'll give me, which is not, she's saving me a few bucks. I'll give her five bucks tip. Yeah, but tipping a place like that is different from tipping in a bar. Okay. To I me, there's a point. I mean, 20, 30%, yeah, I'm there. But when you get up to 50%, I'm sorry. That's, that all, to me is like. It all depends on the service there. Right? I don't care. I don't care if they give me a golden platter. Not 50%? Holy shit, not happening. Right, Raven? <laughs> I would agree. Um, there's a bar that yeah. I like to go to locally. Uh-huh. And I mean, the one bartender is is clearly very smitten with me because hang on, hang me, on. Let's right? introduce so I'll him. You know, like a, a good little tip, and then he'll slide me some free drinks sometimes. Okay, hang yeah. On. Let's Works introduce. Out. Let's introduce Raven right. first. It, there are right. some residuals that you can get out of. That's, that's a good word. Good that's tip, a good word for you know? up there in I'm sideways. Not, I'm not extravagant by any means. No, no one's ever accused you of that. Actually, you're okay. I've seen you tip. You're okay. You didn't have to school very long. Right. That's my favorite good witch. Friends. <laughs> Circle back. Uh, mentioned um, the fly peeler when she had pizza. Fly pe- Jeff Goldblum possibly spitting on my oh, face. Oh, I mean, sign up. And I'll tip you. Yeah, a lot of people got freaked at the first lie, the first in the fifth. Hedison? Uh, David Hedison was the, 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 was the right. And that's that, that's Ted on, on a fly's body. Pat was Dandelo. Help me. Help me. Final scene in that, you know. 
Charles Herbert a few years ago. He's he's passed on, uh-huh. but I met him at the Monster Bashes. Super nice guy. That's yeah, yeah. cool. He, he was in. Uh, he, he signed a photograph where he was in a, uh, a Twilight Zone episode, one of the only ones that Ray Bradbury wrote called mm-hmm. "I Sing the Body Electric." Oh, that's a, yeah. And they got a, a cool robot time. grandmother. And yep. uh, yeah, super. And he was in the original Thirteen Ghosts too. <gasps> and, and, and the lady that uh, played his sister, I can't think of her name right now, she was there another time. And, and they were, she said how, how horrible his parents uh, treated him when he yeah, was a kid. Really? They even spent his fortune. Stage, you know, he had almost no money left. Stage but, parents. But she kind of befriended him. She was like a big sister to him. Yeah, yeah. His life. I just want to say the original 13 Ghosts, now that came out when I was a kid. And, right. yeah, but there was, a, there was a lot of hype with this thing because you could, they, they were going to give away 3D glasses. And you, with the 3D glasses, you could see the ghost, right? And we're waiting for this thing like crazy. And so we go, and it's it's like one, you know, they give you glasses. It's like red tinted on one side, blue tinted on the other. But you could see what they were doing, right? It was creepy. The whole idea was just like creepy, you know? And, and a shushed audience. It was just like everyone was like so involved in it. Very, very good well, movie. Very creepy. Remember, movies. it was in the movie they had these special ghost glasses. So when they put them on, right. you're supposed to put on your 3D glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and remember who was in it? I, I can't think of her name. The Wicked Witch of the West oh, was uh, was in it, kind of the housekeeper or something like oh, that. Oh, wow, well, yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh, I can't think of her. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And uh, did I introduce everyone? Did I? I think we miss Club. Oh, Club. Oh, wow, Club. Uh, I, I, no, no I could deal. be invisible now. No, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. You have any I'll junk? My 3D glasses. Do you have any junk? Everyone, everyone Club is here. She looks a little ghostly. But I, I, I do need to comment. I'm listening to Switch about, you know, this experience that he has at the Hooters with an S. He, he thinks he's, he's naive. He thinks he's getting away without paying a tip. Yeah. What he doesn't understand that they build in the tip into the cost of his meal. Exactly. And that's, I, I, let that's me tell you something, Club. Screwed. So he's pinching I, himself. <laughs> but he's really just saying, oh, here he comes again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For 10 hours. He's going to sit here for three so hours. There. And no. when I, I compare him to the East Coast. Well, I went to House of Pancakes when I was out there with you guys at the Exeter UFO Festival. In Seabrook. And I came close to having to remortgage my house. No, listen, that's, that's, where, listen. that's where you're wrong. That's where you're you're not, we have better education up here. You're comparing the prices down there. Yeah. Don't and, compare and then, with us. I up, ate at a House down, of Pancakes. You know? Yeah, but he, and, he, he paid 20 bucks right. for one pancake. I think you're not getting it, screwed. Good for you. It, and it was like, you know, half the price. But anyway, at Tudor's yeah. Biscuit World, man, you go in there uh, for uh, the the, uh, the French toast and coffee. Yeah. It was like yes. six yeah. bucks. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what they pay down the street. Well, it was a couple more bucks with the extra bacon. Yeah, it was three hey, bucks Matt. down the street. Check the menu. Yes, Raven, please. Can, can I? Um, before we jump back into the movies, which is so fun, I'm having such a great time. <laughs> go ahead. Um, can I maybe make a suggestion that we have an episode where Club and Switchy just fist fight? Just a, why not? Right? Yeah, like rock and shock. I mean, I feel like everyone is asking for it at this point. Wow. Okay. Hey, Club, I, I go easy on you the first half. Hour. Let's do it. Well, see, what we have yeah. to do is wait until the UFO Festival next year. Oh, when, when, when Steve's up here. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the two of them yeah. in a room, and we lock them in a room with a rattlesnake, and then we, we close the door. The snake will Yeah. And we let them have we let I'll them be, at it. Al has an idea. Know, I'll be gentle. I was thinking I'd probably go over and rip your head off. Oh, wait. Hey. Grass, but, oh. Oh. But, you know, I figured the rattlesnake would probably be more congenial. Do not. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you, Whoa. <laughs> wow. Whew. It's like he has them loaded up. Oh, he does. <laughs> Steve would grab it by the tail and starts whipping it around. <laughs> Holy cow. Wow. Wow, wow. Okay. Let's get the train back on the track. So where's a movie? Does everyone have a movie? Oh, I was going to say, um, uh, we're talking about Cubic a little bit and how a lot of these people kind of like, um, 
you know, they they hit a uh, you know, they hit, they hit a pinnacle, but it's also when they become popular, which is really kind of weird too, you know. But Doctor Strange Love, I think, in a way, two thousand one for a lot of people, it's a little bit uh, you know obscure, a little bit you know kind of How about freaky. The- he did The Shining too, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah, The Shining. I don't like that movie. Yeah. That's like stupid. But, but you know what's funny about The Shining? The Shining is so good. Is um, Stephen King doesn't even like The Shining. He doesn't even like it. Then that fucking Stephen book doesn't King like doesn't it. like The Shining because it's not like his book. And right. I will argue that the miniseries The Shining is pretty bad. Right, can I just say, can yeah. I just say something? Okay, the 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 movie The Shining. Okay, with 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 Kubrick and what's his name? First of all, he almost killed. Scatman Crothers, one of our national treasures. Okay, he he had him like do the take four hundred times and he's he, one line or something. But oh, you're thinking of Shelley Duvall. Just think of this movie in 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 just just make one little switch, one little switch. Okay, take Jack Nicholson out of it and put yeah. in some guy no. you don't know, but no. but is a real actor. You know what I mean? You can't no. get over the fact that it's Jack Nicholson just, you know, chewing up the scenery like he always <laughs> it's does. Jack being Jack, yeah. It's yeah, Jack he's, being he's Jack. Over the edge, so yeah. perfect. I love it. No, him. no. <laughs> not, she though. said she, they, they almost killed Shelley Duvall. Right, her Because they, they alienated her so bad. She almost had a nervous they, breakdown. Yeah. I, I mean, know. she was, like, abused. Oh, she, they wouldn't even talk to her. She what's, was. She's a poor woman. What's what's the point of that? She's, you know, it, it's not that good of a movie. And I, I never read the book. I don't care. But I, I, you know, Switch has told me, and other people have told me that, like, there's a scene with the hedges or something like that, which is like a big deal in the, the book. Maze, yeah. And they don't even, yes. you know, it's like they don't. Which even, I agree with. They should have put that in the movie. Yeah, yes. no, it's too I mean, much Jack Nicholson. I don't like it. On that. And can I say one other thing? Right. The, the, uh, the Scatman Crothers, right? Mm-hmm. In the book, he's an awesome character, awesome character, and he, he plays a major role toward the end of the book. What does Kubrick do? The guy shows up at the mansion and they kill him. They kill him, Rob. And he was pivotal. Immediately they kill him. I think I can tell you what that is, but we'll talk about it off here. I got got an idea what that might be. Okay. But I think that you have to, if you're going to take something like that, and and you see, the way it works is, you know, you have to get connected with the people who are going to finance it. So they're going to go, well, we're going to do the shiny Stephen King book. Who cares? Well, Jack Nicholson's going to be there. Okay. Yeah. Here's here's $20 million. I mean, that's how you do it, you know? So. You probably couldn't have it made with an unknown star. Uh, but I, I just don't like it. Then they come back as a made-for-TV movie or a series or something stupid. Then they do sequels. Who knows, you know? That's the miniseries that the Stephen mini-series? King did. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Did he like that? Or something. It's the way that he, like, kind of split it up with, like, It. It yeah, was, like, okay. this miniseries. Okay. I'll say I don't, I don't, I don't read any of his stuff. Uh, you know, I listen to him. He's one of these guys. Oh, I had a drug problem. I had a drinking problem. But, I, you know, I'm a billionaire. I don't want to hear that <laughs> stuff. Okay. <laughs> Um, Back but, to The Shining. Who would you put in place of Jack Nicholson? George Clooney. Jack Nicholson. No, you. you no, this the thing but, is that just rattle him off. I mean, don't put a movie just star in there. Yeah, just put, just put somebody put, starting out. Just, just put an unknown. Out. Yeah, yeah. an unknown. I have an idea. But see, all, you won't get to make no play. Make Mac a dull boy. <laughs> what? <laughs> all work and no play. No, no. That's no, what Jack no. said in the movie all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About nine hundred times. Too bad Arnold Stanglish is still alive. I'm trying to think of the. I like the guy, but he's. Who? Who? Ryan Reynolds. I'm, I'm sick of him now. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's really he's out there. He's annoying. His wife is annoying. They're all yeah, annoying. They're all, they're all, they're all <laughs> very, very annoying. Everyone yeah. annoys me anymore. Yeah. No, but those these people these days are really annoying, you know, because they're all buddies. And yeah. what, what do they contribute to this stuff? I mean, the, the, the old Hollywood stars, you know, they were all like real a-holes too, okay? Kurt Douglas and all these guys. But they made movies that were like great. You know what I mean? Like yeah. great. 
You're not like Barbie. I mean, come on. I, I, Oppenheimer. Listen, it's, Barbie it's okay. was really good. Yeah, Barbie was, was good, okay. It was, it was good. really I good. And I like, I yeah. watched it and I was like, Mr. Raven uh, had it for us to watch. And I was like, I never played with Barbies. Like, I was always a tomboy. I was always like eating dirt as a kid. Like, <laughs> okay. Barbies were just right. not on my radar at all. You're playing this with movie was so good. It, this, yeah. it was so good. I liked it. I fell asleep yeah. halfway through, but I liked the, I liked what I saw. And, you know, how they make this kind of different movie and so on, okay? So it's that Oppenheimer is a good movie. It's not a great movie. It's not like Spartacus, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, The Longest mm. Day. You know what I mean? It's not But it great. felt like three and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. it was too long. Yeah. It was too long. That's it. I haven't watched it yet. I want to watch it. But it's like I have to yeah, watch it right. with commercials. I need yeah. to step away at some point. Yeah. There's mm. a lot of, like, time shifting. And here he is 50 years later. Yeah, who needs that stuff? And the weird thing about it is his wife – Looks like his girlfriend in the movie. So when he's nailing someone, you don't know who it is, right? Am I right or wrong? <laughs> I, was conf- I, I was confused by that. Okay. I was just going to say so Stanley Kubrick did this movie called Barry Lyndon. And I, I bet you no one's ever seen it. Okay. I haven't seen it. No. Okay. Switch, you've seen it. Okay. So it, so it was. Long it had an intermission, as I recall. Yeah. It was a real long movie. It was after, um, what's his name? Uh, that, that movie he made. Um, you know, about the uh, ultraviolence. What was that movie after 2001? Oh, um, uh, uh, Clockwork Orange. <coughs> yeah, Clockwork Orange. Excellent movie. Yeah, it's just you so watch good. that movie now, man. You go, wow, they're talking about this stuff 40 years ago. <clears throat> so anyway, he makes this movie called Barry Lyndon. And I remember at this point I started kind of, uh, you know, tune them out, even though I wound up uh, doing my master's thesis at film school, Wamon, on Stanley Kubrick, okay? Wish I was in that class. Yeah, I know. So anyway, oh, you would have loved the class. You would have loved that right? class. Oh, I used to bring in like nude female models like once a week. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, what was I, I doing at yeah, that? Yeah, no, time? Emerson College. They're running Hollywood now. I got an A plus in that class. Anyway, I'm sure you did. He made this book. extra credit. I couldn't drive. I was on stick figures. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. But I took the figure theater. Remember that on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> I took the, no, <laughs> I took the class four times in a row. So anyway, he made this figure theater about the the the, the Hindenburg crash. Oh, <laughs> they the had ha- the actual audio of the Hindenburg the crash. Horror. It's all stick figures of you know, stick figure reporter and everything. That's fine. Oh, the humanity. The humanity, right? <laughs> what was it Saturday Night Live when they were funny way back when? <laughs> so anyway, he made this movie called Barry Lyndon. And yep. it's this huge, huge epic movie. But he had Ryan O'Neill starring, who just died. And at the time, he was in Peyton Place, in Love Story, and Peyton Place. It's like, why is Stanley Kubrick, you know, having this guy in? It's the same thing. You know, we'll give you $40 million if, you know, some star is in it. And he was the star at the time. So I didn't watch it for a long time. I said, oh, I'm not going to. But if you watch that movie, you're right, Switch. It has a intermission. It's a long movie. It's a long movie. But... What he does, it's the most realistic movie from the 1700s you can imagine. So when it's night and they're inside of houses, it's all candlelight, nothing else, okay? When you're out on the roads, it's like dark as hell. It's what this guy goes through. It's a, it's a real journey. It's a really good movie, but kind of an obscure movie. Um, one more movie, we're talking about obscure movies. Martin Scorsese's um, King of Comedy. Ever seen that movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, nope. I liked it. That's an it was Jerry it's obscure, Lewis. but I liked it. it Jerry Lewis, uh, did he win an Oscar for that? He is unbelievable in that movie. I mean, you know, he's an adult, you know, everything else, making fun of disabled people and stuff. He wasn't that funny. He was a real prick in real life. But he's great in that. He plays Johnny Carson, basically getting kidnapped, you know, off the air. And mm-hmm. the kidnapper comes on the air. It's Robert De Niro. He's great in it. 
and that that girl, that skinny woman, is in it. She's really good, and um, it, it is really good as, as far as it turns up like celebrity life. And there's one of one of Scorsese's movies. I think he's overrated, but I think it's one of his really good movies. It's kind of overlooked. All right, whose turn? Let's go to Club. Club, he's got something loaded up here. I do, and uh, this one, Mac, um, is one I think you'll like. You you may be familiar with it because it seems to meet your criteria. You know, I I understand. You know, you 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 get this background in movies and all this stuff, so you're sort of a snob. Film about building, 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 and then for the big ending. Right. This movie produces that, so I think based on that, you'll you'll like it. Yeah. It's again another uh, drive-in movie. Uh-huh. And it was made in England, and it goes back to 1981. But it, it did very well in this country. <laughs> okay. And you may have heard of it if you didn't see it. Okay. It was, uh, and I know Switchy probably will say he did. Okay. Uh, in Seminoid Dash Horror Planet. <laughs> no, wait, no. Stop, <laughs> stop, 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 stop. I just want to know. So, so Club, you're still going to drive-ins in 1981. That's cool, man. I like that. So look. I, I, went, <laughs> yeah. I went to drive-ins. We had a, a place in Maine. In in the uh, end of nineties, they still had a drive-in up, and I believe it's still there. And um, oh, my kids loved it. drive-ins are did, did you still have a Corvair when you went in? Run movies because <laughs> if your theater, the main theater is is at least a hundred miles away. Yeah, yeah. Which they were in Boston. We got to see all the first runs when we were up there on vacation. Mm-hmm. In the drive-in for two bucks a piece. Listen, I'm going to tell the story. Drive-in in Southern Michigan in Coldwater. Up, it's probably still there. I kept up really nice, great for families. But a club. What's the name of your movie again? In Seminoid Horror Planet. You might just see it as Horror Planet. But in England, they called it. They started with, you know, like you inseminate someone. <laughs> no, wait a minute. It is a drive-in movie. I don't know anything about that. Okay, look. Yuck. Well, anyways, uh, let me tell us the plot. What it's about. It, 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 this, one, this one, like the other one, is fast-moving, okay? Yes. But it's considered a weak imitation of Alien. This movie came out shortly after Alien. Yes, yes. And the, the writer or director says no. He denies it. But anyway, uh-huh. the plot here involves a crew, a male and female, uh, of uh, interplanetary uh, archaeologists and scientists. Yes. And they go up to this planet, all right, in a distant planet that has two suns, and they're going to excavate. It takes place mostly in the cave. And they're excavating ruins of an ancient civilization. And uh, they're threatened uh, when an alien, a, a giant um, bug-eyed worm, yes. rapes one of their... Uh, through uh, Judy Geeson, who's a big star now. Go ahead. Uh, she was a hot blonde in this. She, she played the hot blonde chick, but she was a scientist. Huh. And anyways, she dug up a piece that wakened up this uh, bug-eyed, giant bug-eyed worm. The worm. And he's been waiting for eternity. So anyway, she ended up getting pregnant. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Hold on. Once again, time out. So I was just about to ask you, is the worm like kind of a phallic symbol when the... Uh... You know what I mean? The understory. How does she get? How does she? Well, you know, a big worm. Anyway, how does she get pregnant from the big worm? Oh no! I just to let you know. That oh, okay. a nude scene I thought there's a connection has sex yeah. with the worm. Okay. So anyway, whoa, whoa! I didn't sign up for this podcast to talk about sex. Okay. No, this is a, this Not is with worms, anyway. Right. Sex with worms. Anyway, Our next episode. Be the first one had sex with a worm. Yeah, whoa, whoa. This is real. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is sort of like Elliot. Whoa. Wow. To twin maggots. <laughs> and, oh my and, god! Then it really starts getting vicious. This is where in the drive-in, 
the date I had that time, she just put her head down on my lap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. Oh, wow. Anyways. Oh, was she feeling sick? <laughs> she, so she was scared. <laughs> well, well, anyways, the, the uh, Judy slowly turned homicidal. Oh, and she murders her fellows, uh, her fellow crew members one by one because she needs to suck their blood to feed her mutant offspring maggot. He said hey, where's the worm? Was he a deadbeat worm or what? He said you, blood. But anyway, you know, and you'll want to know this one. It was filmed over there in England at the uh, Chislehurst Cave. I don't know if you've been there yet. No, I haven't. It's in Kent. And also right. it was part of it was filmed on the island of Gozo in Malta. So it was filmed in some pretty extravagant places. Now, the the big thing about this is that the ending, which I'm not going to tell you, because it's it's you know it's, it's really scary. But anyways, I do want to tell you that the critics had an interesting comments about this. I'll two, I'll give you two brief critical uh, comments. Go ahead. One of them was, uh, it's a piece of shit. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the other one is the highlight of the movie is when someone attempting to cut off their own uh, foot with a hedge trimmer. Uh, we're not sure where the archaeologist is walking around with a hedge trimmer in an alien cave. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very important in the theater. People reacted to it. Yes, yes. That uh, when, um, when the audience cheered when Sandy uh, got strangled. <laughs> that bad, so huh? Anyways, it, this show had a, uh, has a, a large uh, devoted uh, cult following. Yes. And it was made the L.A. Times top ten list. I'm not sure what top ten list, but they say there. And I just want to tell you that these stars ended up moving really big based on this movie. Uh, Judy Geeson, yes, she ended up moving to the U.S. She played in Sir with Love, mm-hmm. Ranigan. Uh-huh. She played in The Eagle Has Landed. Mm. And she was part of the Royal Shakespeare Company. Wow. And uh, the other uh, one that moved very uh, up a lot, too, was Victoria Tennant. I'm sure you've all heard of her. Oh, yeah. Victoria she Hope? She was married to Steve Martin. And she was in Windsor War. She got a Global Globe nomination. And she was in the TV shows Monk, Jag, huh. Diagnosis, Murder. Hmm. So anyways, the film itself is a real sleeper. But hmm. you could see by the impact on these uh, female actresses that it obviously boosted them into uh, a successful careers. And so I just don't want to let you know, if you haven't seen that one, it's really uh, it's worth the time. I wrote so, it down. Very so, exciting. And so once you go worm, yeah. <laughs> once you go worm, you can't go back. Listen, you you, you got to squirm? I don't know. Yeah, listen. I, this story remind me of something is that um, when they, she had when she got strangled, it's a, it's that old showbiz story about Pia Sidora. Remember her? Sure. She okay. did a lot of, of Dubonnet. Yeah, little, little commercials. A little, right. She she looked, She I don't know how old she was, but she looked like she was very young. So <clears throat> um, she wasn't much of an actress, but she was married to this like Italian billionaire who was like a weapons dealer or some freaking thing. And, and it's it kind of like Citizen Kane where he bought her her career and stuff like that. And she posed a Playboy and stuff like that. <clears throat> so anyway, but nothing ever really took because she couldn't act. But she looked very cute. So anyway, he arranged for her to star in the Diary of Anne Frank in oh, Toronto. Okay. Now he's going to eat. She's been in films. She's been on Broadway. Nothing works. So he's going to he's gonna try the stage now in serious stuff. So she's, I hate to say this, but she's Anne Frank. In the movie and she in, in in the play, she's Anne Frank in the play, and she's so bad that when the Nazis break in at the end, someone in the audience yelled out, "She's in the attic." <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Oh, my God. She's a pretty girl. I thought, yeah, she's just, Al's showing me a naked picture. Yeah, she she's is. She's a pretty yeah. girl. She also was known for, uh, she's going on a European tour, and she had just had a baby like two weeks before, and the reporter said to her, so are you bringing the baby with you or not? And she said, what baby? Not a real maternal instinct. She did a lot of Dubonnet commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dubonnet on ice, that's nice. She had a couple uh, topless scenes in a couple movies. Yeah, if you really want to. If you really well, let, me, let me go look right now. Okay. So, um, all right. So, thank you, Club, for that. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, uh, you should. And again, if you haven't seen it, I really recommend it. But keep the lights on when you do. It's a, it's a yeah, real yeah. horror one. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Out of that discussion. Don't use worms when you go fishing. You know, you probably don't want to put them on them. Listen, <laughs> Deadbeat Worm. Deadbeat Worm is a great name for CD or you know, band or something. Deadbeat Worm says a lot. So, Switchy, you have a quick one, Matt. All right, let's hear Let's hear yours, Switchy. All right, Drive Angry. Nicholas Cage, oh. William Fitchner. It sucks. And Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Oh, oh. Wait, Amber do, Heard. don't you mean Amber Turd? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Amber Heard. Uh, before all the controversy, I want to say that she looked great and she was very good in the role. Go ahead. And I have to say, she didn't crap all over the production. Good. But anyway, with the hair. <laughs> is in hell and he escapes. And the reason he escapes is his daughter has, has had a child and there's this cult that, that wants to, to get the child and sacrifice it and open up this other dimension, like a Lovecraftian dimension. Crazy stuff. Yes. I mean, there's car chases, there's fights. And William Fitchner is a guy sent from hell to get, get Nicolas Cage back. And he has this really funky, cool looking gun. Which can can do all kinds of stuff. Yes, and so he's there's a couple of times when it looks like he's actually going to kill or, or disintegrate uh, uh, the, the the hero Nicholas Cage, and uh, they almost become allies toward the end. But anyway, it's just a, it's a, it's a it's a romp. It's car chase. It's it's not. Uh, it's rated, I would say, a heavy R. Yes, the young children away. Go ahead. And uh, it's it's really it's a lot of fun. It's about. Uh, it's about Nicolas Cage saving this child from the evil cult before they whip, whip him back to hell. And there's this really cool song. I mean, there's there's a, there's a, there's a music score and all that, that stuff. And there's probably a few songs I've forgotten about. But at the very end, at the very end, there's this cool black car. I won't tell you exactly what's going on. Go ahead. But that's a very, very cool song. Okay. And I checked it out. There's only one verse that's been written. They never finished it. But it, it, it is awesome. A great way to end the what film. Was what's the name of the movie again? Drive Angry, Nicholas Cage, William Fitchner, and Amber Heard. What year? Uh, ten years ago, fifteen maybe. It's not not terribly old. Okay, let me just say. Just... It sounds so familiar. I think I watched this <laughs> it one. Sounds night. like like a real sleeper to me. Uh, yes. Know. Well, anything that Nicholas Cage is in is. Yeah, well, you, you won't, won't be sleep. sleeping when you watch it. Let me Here's just. The uh, thing with Nicholas Cage. Go ahead. I'm, is he is he a good actor or is he a bad actor? I think he's a good actor, but I think that he has become one <laughs> of these uh, guys who. All those people out there are weird, you know, but he, he's he's more known for being, like, weird than being a good actor. I've seen him in really good movies, but let me just take this moment to talk about Amber Heard, okay, if you don't mind. Now, I would love to hear this. Okay, now listen. Now look, I, I, you know, let's say pre-trial with her and Johnny Depp and when a lot of really kind of, like, disgusting stuff came out. Let's just wash that away for a second. Okay. All right. okay. She was Watch married to him. She was married to Johnny Depp for a while. Okay. And they had what the kids call an open relationship. So she continued these relationships with her girlfriends. Let's just say that. Okay. All right. She leaves him. She drives Johnny Depp nuts. She literally drove him nuts. I mean, he was found not guilty at the trial, but there's a lot of evidence there that she would just. Drive him nuts, okay? And he must have liked some of it. Okay, so anyway, 
So then that relationship goes away. She gets involved with what's his name? That freaking idiot. Um, yeah, who's the Lexus guy? Not the Lexus guy. You know, uh, Elon Musk. Musk. Elon Musk. Okay. Oh, gross. A, let me take it from here. He's a fucking idiot because he doesn't have any kind of like a social awareness. He wants so much to be a celebrity. So anyway. They got together somehow. They got together. They were together. They twice. seem like the perfect couple. They should go. Why they should not? go like play in traffic together. Yeah. Why not? He should drive one of her. Uh, he she should drive one of his auto drive cars and yeah, run right. away. He'll suddenly go. Yeah, off the, yeah. Suddenly go off the road. But look, but this is what she did to him. They were together for a long time. He was like married. He has like nine kids. He's a he's, he's not a really good. Yeah, he gives me the ick. Yeah, all me too. The way. He's like a villain from the future. But anyway. She said to him, they, so she breaks up with him. She drives him nuts. The stock price goes down. He's so f***ed up about this. Sorry. And she finally says, I'll make up with you. Come down to Sao Paulo, Chile, or some freaking place down in South America. We'll meet there. He changes his whole schedule. He does all this. He flies down. She stands him up. Stands him up. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. What, what is it about her? What is it about her? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. It's like, why does she drive these guys crazy, you know? Oh, you know what? She has a platinum P. A what? Hold on. We might have to edit this out. A platinum P. What does that mean? Um, She has a platinum cat. She said cat? Well. Yep. A platinum P. Okay, I guess I can't say it on the show. That's okay. All right, I you guess. know, platinum yeah. cat. Oh, okay. wow! It must, yeah. it must be. That's why it must do something really great. Yeah, yeah. right. It's, it's, it yeah, better, it better be yow. <laughs> it's like um, it, for for women on our side, for all the ladies that will agree with this, it's when somebody has a devil D. You know, all the ladies are going to get that a devil D. Well, platinum D, with same five, thing, interchangeable. With five drunk white guys, you're going to have to tell us what that means. <laughs> Off the air. Off the air. Yeah. Okay. So we. This is a Mac after dark. So if there's any kids listening, it's you know, scurry a, off. Well, well um, so uh, we we uh, have a platinum. Right. We have a double. They are interchangeable. Mark the tape. That's what Amber heard. Mark the tape. Two twenty four. Mark the tape. Mark the tape. That's a violation of the penal code. Yeah. Exactly. Two twenty four. Okay. Well, we got that treatment. We got to cut the tape just like you cut the. I was about to ask Alexa here that's in the next room if that was. I'm trying to show Mac off to the side here. You know. You cleared it up. I'm trying to clear it up, but he wasn't picking up what I was putting down, and then. You had to deliver the final it. blow. You know what? You know I'm what, trying Mac, to steal the ship. We need, you know, the guys, we need to spend more time out in the streets. Wow. I thought that. I really do. Anyway. Well, thank you, well, Raven, for that. It better be platinum for that price, I'll tell you. <laughs> but listen, For real, I'm saying. Listen, I want to go back in the time machine, but way, way back. But it's this almost exact same story as Frank Sinatra and what's-her-name. Um, that woman who drove everyone like kind of crazy. Um I'm sorry, Club. You would know. Oh, oh, oh you mean um, Mia Farrow? No, yeah, not, Mia no, not no. Before her, he was married to Ava this, Gardner. Ava Gardner. Okay. If you see Ava Gardner, if you see pictures of her now, yeah, she's okay. You know, from a beauty standpoint, kind of fifties, whatever. She drove him nuts. She drove like two or three other people like crazy because I don't know why. Probably I mean, like Cleopatra. You know, she. She knew uh, she knew how to make things happen. Uh, how to push the button? <clears throat> yeah, okay. she knew. Yeah. Okay, well, it's 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 not uh, kind of like the same story. So anyway, okay, we got like one more movie left. Do you have another movie, Juan Juan? Do he's looking at that. Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, sucky oh. movie, sucky movie. I'll tell you why. Now listen, great movie. That no, movie listen. rocked, Mac. Why? Aren't... I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you exactly right now. And I know this Everybody only knows because the movie is, but you know the. 
Harrison Ford, excellent actor, playing like he a sucks. Come on, <laughs> he sucks wow. as an actor. Come on, wow. come on, he doesn't he act. After these exotic artifacts in the Middle East. Okay, can I and tell you? Can I tell you right off? Water, he'll get it. Can I tell you right off? Okay, and Switch knows what I'm going to say. Okay, first of all, if you watch that movie, I mean, basically, it's the Ark of the Covenant. Can't not watch it. If the Ark of the Covenant. The Nazis are somehow, for some reason, are in Egypt in 1934, and they find it and they want it. Okay, and then Harrison Ford and the you know his little buddies go down and try to stop them. If you watch that movie, everything that happens in that movie could happen, would happen if Harrison Ford and his people weren't in it. Doesn't matter. It doesn't. Story no, no. Hang on. Coming. Let me switch it. They go no matter right to the end. The Nazis get the thing. They get the thing. They have the submarine chase and blah, 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 all right, and they bring it to their secret cave and all that stuff. And they open it up, and then the angels, you know, whatever's inside, kills all the Nazis. That would have happened anyway. And what Harrison Ford and his buddies do in the movie doesn't—they have no—they have no determination on how the outcome happens. But okay. they gave it that old college try. Oh, man. Yeah, but you know, they failed. They killed a whole bunch but of But they Nazis failed. Well, the, the angels would have done that anyway. But it's, you know what? what is come up with a better script is all no, I'm no, saying. They, they come up with a better story. Along the way, you know? If they yeah. had... Did a good job. Go if they had managed to get that thing... If Harrison Ford hadn't been involved, if they had gotten that thing back to Nazi Germany and opened it in front of Hitler, guess who would have been Hitler. dead? See? They would have killed him because he would have been one of the clowns standing in front of it. Listen. With his face in it. Right. And it would have melted him. But a great movie. Hey, listen, <laughs> this is what I'm saying about there are certain movies, there are certain very famous movies that actually deceive the audience. And that's one of them. The Nazis were not in Egypt in 1934, whenever the hell it was. Okay. So that's, you, know, you you're off the charts with that. And the fact is, is that the script, I'm just saying, come up with a bit of story. Okay. Second one, the, Martin Scorsese. The soundtrack made up for any yeah. historical yeah, okay. Who did the soundtrack? Do you know? John Williams. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. He's all right. <laughs> hey, listen, he's kind of predictable. He's, he's, you know, the, the lights coming through and, and lights that, uh, that, that deal up there to tell where the arc is and, and the, uh, the action sequences. Oh, come on. He's, he's kind of predictable, I think. Okay. Did you know that his son is the lead singer for the band Toto? Did you know that? Anyway. Um, they miss the range down in Africa, don't they? I just, that's right. That's a great song. I just think that, like, for Martin Scorsese, for instance, he did that that movie on uh, Howard Hughes with, with Leo DiCaprio's in it. What's it the called? Aviator. The Aviator. Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay. So in the movie, he has this huge airplane that he's built called the Spruce Goose. The Spruce Goose has eight engines on it. It's enormous. And it's supposed to take, like, 500 soldiers across the Pacific, you know, to fight in the war. That's why they built it. And the, the Defense Department gave him money to do it. Okay, in real life, they cut off his funding. Howard Hughes is the guy who built this, you know, and he's like an eccentric billionaire, et cetera, et cetera. So he, just to prove everyone wrong, he said, I'm going to actually fly this thing. It was being built. It took like years to build it. He finally flies it and literally went 20 feet off the surface of San Francisco Bay and landed. His flight was shorter than the original Kitty Hawk flight of the Wright brothers, okay? In Scorsese's movie, he's flying over San Francisco. He's soaring like a f***ing jumbo jet. That's wrong. You know what I mean? That You can't do that. 
You just can't. You just can't do that. You're you're deceiving your audience. You're, you're being picking on the historical. <coughs> but it's not true. I'm going to side with Mac on this. Yep. You can't do because it because that that stuff drives me insane yeah. when it's not like historically accurate. Even when it comes down to the music, because sometimes you're watching things that are set in a certain uh, in a certain year, right? Uh, uh-huh. And they'll play music that wasn't released for another two years. Well, and they're it's wearing like, clothes. Good fellows. Good fellows. Yes. you see a. Uh, 1958 Chevy going by. Right. Yes. Goodfellas you is a what? perfect You're example of that. What? Because. Go ahead, because. please. Switch it. Switch it. <laughs> it was in the script. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Goodfellas. It's, like, it's, like, it's like the divine you know, hand of God. Right, it's it. the Bible. Uh, you know, man, <laughs> I, I, you will be they're watching a TV show, and they'll say, well, why did that person do that? And they'll say it was in the script. No, no. Uh, yeah, I, I read about you a script. You go to a movie. To become miserable is that what? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I say that I like a lot of movies. I'm just saying why. Get miserable about all I'm saying. All I'm I'm the one. I'm the one defending the movie, defending the screenplay. But 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 what you you seem to think? You seem to think that yeah, because it's in the script. I'd rather I'd rather cuddle up to that rattlesnake. Have you seen Killers of the Flower Moon? No, why, why would you want to watch oh, that I piece of shit? That. I mean, come on, why? I know to be able to take them like, you know, like three or four attempts to make it all the way through. No one wants to watch that stuff. I'm sorry. I know it's, it's oh, probably I hysterical. That was three and a half hours, and I, I, I breezed through it, unlike Oppenheimer, where I, I couldn't wait to get out of there. Listen, just, I'm glad it's historically you know, accurate. Blast I'm, the bomb so I can get out of here, would you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all I want to say. We have blown the and bombs we can Mac, what about Goodfellas? Come on. I like, uh, uh, here's my thing with Goodfellas. Killers of the Flower Moon is a really, really good movie. Yeah, you gotta okay. go see Listen. that. I'll check it out. Uh, Goodfellas, yeah. uh, Goodfellas is a good movie for several reasons, but it's, it, but it, it, it's not a great movie for several reasons. Goodfellas, number one. Why it's good is it tells this story that is just like so fascinating about these mobsters on Long Island and they're going to, you know, knock off JFK airport is basically what they're doing for this like gold shipment. But it's just the lives of them in the lives of, I hate to say it, but like the Italian kind of uh, neighborhoods down there and how they act and how they different, how they you know, react to different things is really cool. And it, and it's, it's, it's great when you see the success, but then you see what happens when it starts to go downhill. But what's kind of cool is like there's a scene in it where Ray Liotta, it, you have to go through his day. He's in the car. Right. I got to go to the market. I got to pick up the tomatoes. I'm not going to come back and pack the coke for the guy He's for the girl to come. Right and there's a helicopter over right. his house. And it's like, oh man, it's so cool. <laughs> it's just so cool. And um, and everyone in it is really good. But the soundtrack is all these Rolling Stone songs that weren't even out when that's was supposed to be happening. And and I just think Scorsese putting in the Rolling Stones song, he's trying to be cool. You know what I mean? But just putting yeah. in some kind of really original soundtrack, it's like The Godfather. Everyone hears the first three notes of the Godfather. You know what movie that is, right? Of course. Yep. So right. he could have done the same thing, but I think he wanted to be cool. He wanted to be buds with the Rolling Stones. He put on that. He he did that um, concert film with them years later, which he he came out and admitted was he was dishonest because the beginning Final of light. that Shine a Light. He said he has clips of them. You know these guys. They looked old then. That was like twenty years ago. And they're going, "What song are we going to play?" And they go, "Well, Mick won't tell us." And he manipulated yeah. that. You know that those film clips to make it seem like they weren't they were going to we be. Don't supp- know what they're going to open with? They're going to be. What are we going to open with? Well, uh, someone said these guys are like seventy years old. They're going to open it with "Stop Me Up." Okay, that's going to be that's that's the first time they always play. And he came and he tried to build some drama into that, and he was being dishonest. And you just can't do that. I know I sound like a snob saying it, but you just can't do that. You know, you can't be dishonest. To, uh, if you want, you're taking you're like stealing some of the money of the uh, ticket. Do Green Club Club. Club agrees with me. He's shaking his head. 
Yeah, that is. I mean, it's, I, it's just you. You. How could anyone sit down and talk about movies with you because you hate every one of them? <laughs> but I don't hate every one of them. Perfection. I mean, my God. I don't hate every one of them. I just say oh, that like most of them. Most well, of them. some of them. Have you ever seen a movie called A Knight's Tale? Yes, that's a really good movie. But that's he, a good movie. But they use David Bowie. Music, right. but better fit though. That, that, well, it did. It fit perfectly. I, a Night's Tale is yeah, a really it was good movie. Supposed to be like that. Yeah, I know. But you know, again, when they first, when they, him and her are first dancing, yeah, and it's you know, blah blah, and then it, every now and then they throw one chunk of Bowie in there. But it didn't offend like, me that Whoa, much. Whoa, wait a minute! And then all of a sudden, they go right into it, yeah, and yeah, it's like yeah. it's amazing the way they did that. That's a good movie, and that and that Keith, yeah, what's his name, and who Ledger. later died, Keith Ledger. Keith Ledger. Yeah, died in the apartment with no. the two Olsen twins. What was going on there? No, did you ever see yeah. him in They're alive. Donnie Darko? Did you ever watch Donnie Darko? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that was... Donnie Darko was great. Oh, that's a, what an incredible movie. And he played the Joker in one of the Batman movies, and he was yes. just really... He's he, just, he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, he knocked it out of the park. That was, was his really last bad. movie yeah. before yeah. he passed away. That's too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. But yeah. Night's Tale, A Night's Tale is really good. It's one of those movies that's just... You know, you just, you, you just get into it, and it moves you know, right from the beginning. Right. Yeah. Now, am I the only one who thinks... Now, the girl that he was after. This is what he, you're going to allow. ESP, go ahead. Go ahead. Her handmaiden, okay. the woman, no. I think it was hotter than her. Okay, here's the problem, and I know a little inside <laughs> story. If you look at the, the the major female lead in that movie, she looks like Angela Jolie's not-so-attractive cousin, okay? And the problem is they wanted Angela Jolie to do the movie. And she wouldn't do and it. She got, by the time they got going, she was too... Famous to do it, okay. But I agree with you. Like, she's not. She's not oh, a lead. But she she have leading but they dressed her like Hepburn at points. Like some of the getups she had on yeah, were yeah, so yeah. futuristic. But you're her, talking about um, Shannon Sussman. I don't know what her name oh, is. Oh, oh, her. her name. I know you're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> but she's I tell you honestly, pretty. her her handmaiden with the long hair. Yes. I found her more to be far more attractive <laughs> than her. But that's that's just me. You know? Hey, listen. We were talking about Mia Farrow, Mia Farrow earlier. With the boy? Yeah, when uh, when uh, Frank told Dean Martin he was marrying Mia Farrow, Dino said, I got scratch older than her. <laughs> and her hair was so short. She had a boy's haircut. Remember her? She was a big star, but she was on Peyton Place. She had this long kind of 60s hair, and all of a sudden she cut her hair Well, then she did Rosemary's Baby, and she right. was like, wang, you know, back up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that perfect. She did a, a funny Woody Allen film or two. Yeah. Who? Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's good yeah, in the Woody yeah. Allen movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's all right. I've seen her interviewed on Letterman and stuff, and she's, you know, she's okay to be in that. Well, comic. she was married to Woody. Purple she Rose was married to Woody for a long time. Yeah. Until her daughter it, came oh, along. They lived together. They never got yeah. married. Yeah. Did she have a kid with him? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And she adopted a bunch of kids. At that. Yeah, and and he yeah. took off with one of them. And that's and he takes off yeah. with the Korean adopted kid. I mean, that's why he's a smut. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and that guy. I should have brought up a Woody Allen. You should have. You should have. Right you know, <laughs> I got to say to him, you know, right now we got this up of him because you know he's one of these guys <laughs> who is in so much with like this Manhattan money crowd, and they give him like two or three million bucks, and he gets these actors to appear in the film for nothing. I mean, he this is on record, okay? And he makes the same freaking movie over and over again. You know, and 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 who cares? And he's in, 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 in. Who would do that? You know, with the. He's just. Uh, I just don't like him. He's you pretty. Know? He's pretty gross. Yeah. Well, when, yeah, the, yeah. when the wife finds pictures of him, yeah. uh, the, the naked daughter, like in his yeah, stuff, and go, hey, wait a minute, yeah, excuse yeah. me, 
When yeah. did this happen? What happened? Yeah. Que pasa? What's happened? What's going on here? You know? Anyway, hey, talk about que pasa. What, what's the time there, uh, co-pilot? Well, we were uh, at 39.17, and we started at 43. This is exciting. So we should be... Uh, Landing soon? Well, yeah, we should be pretty close. <laughs> we're, land we're, we're, getting, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. This, uh, this is uh, the first edition of Mac Maloney's Hollywood X-Files. Let's see what happens. So, uh, well, thank you very much, gang, for uh, mentioning the movies to me. I just want to say... Uh, your movies to me. I You're don't welcome. hate. I don't hate every movie. I think there are a lot of really good, good movies out there. It's just that there's a lot of crappy movies out there too that, for some reason, get popular. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you say, Tom Cruise, for instance. Everything that Tom Cruise is not everything. Most stuff that he's in, he's in it because he's a movie star. You know what I mean? You watch the you watch the movie and you can't help but think that's Tom Cruise. You can't help but think that's Jack Nicholson or Harrison Ford or whatever. Right. Okay. So, but Tom Cruise this is, is like the same. This is like the same problem that I have when it comes to sitcoms, because there's a laugh track that's telling you what you're supposed to laugh at and when. So people assume that it's funny. Yes. And they're all trash. They all suck. I'm going to be the first one to tell you, guess what sucks? Friends. 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 The Big Bang Theory. Uh, uh, I don't know. Any other sitcom ever mm -hmm. sucks. And that is why. Except Flying Circus. Seinfeld has a has an exception because um, Larry David is. Um, I, I mean, I feel like at this point Larry David needs to start a religion, and I would join it. Really, yeah. um, Seinfeld is exempt, yes. but you know what I'm talking about when I say that. Yeah, like, I do know. That's, you know that, and that's uh, where like the trendy movies they fall into that spot because I wish Faulty Towers are, went was longer. Than it's, that. It's, oh, Faulty it's, Towers was it's great. It's a difference. They're going to be making a Faulty Towers film, I believe. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, the difference great. between America. See, like, yeah. That's not going to be mainstream enough for and people to, to right. care. Right. That's the thing. That's the difference. There's that disconnect because people are told this is funny. This is what you need to watch. That's why these movies get made and they're just like mediocre at best. Right. Right. I agree with you 100%. I would just say this. The first two or three years of Seinfeld are funny. The first two, maybe two and a half years of Big Bang are funny. What happens is when you in the in the office is another uh, example. I watched the office. I thought I was the only person in the world watching it. Mad Men, same thing. The first two years of a really good show are usually their best years. And what happens when they get popular? I, you know, I don't know what the I don't know what the reason is. Is it the writers want more money? Or the writers move on to other shows and stuff like that, and and, and they run out of storylines. I don't know what it is, right? But usually the first two years. Are really the best, okay? But I agree with you. There are some movies like like there's a uh, remember King of Queens with what's his name? Yeah, and, and what's it's name fine, it? whatever. And it, was, it was all right. I put that on and I go to bed. Right, exactly, know? exactly. That's perfect, <laughs> perfect. You know, but he came it's back. Background noise. He, it's a sleep aid. He came yeah, back. It's... He came back in a different show. You know, probably two years ago. And that also sucks. And, and it was like, <laughs> boom! It's so stupid and so not funny and just so. Yeah. It's unbelievable, you know. And that Elaine from uh, what's her name from Seinfeld, okay, who was kind of a good actress. She was in a she was in a sitcom for a long time. Big hit, yeah. You know, it sucked. Uh, what was it? Uh, you know, uh, doesn't matter. It sucked. Set. It was terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Yep. Okay. She came back. And the she thing, was, the she thing, brought, I will say with a show like uh, Mad Men or like Breaking Bad, because I, those aren't considered like uh, sitcoms, but mm-hmm. they they kept the series short because I think they yeah, were yeah, each yeah. five seasons. Yeah, that's yes. the sweet spot. Yes, cut yes. it out at five seasons, yeah. six tops, yeah, and then yeah. you're done. Like um, Big Bang went like 12, 13 seasons. It's it like, went, come it on. went uh, one season too far, in yeah, my yeah. opinion, which yeah. was the first season. It needed to end mm-hmm. at episode one. Uh, I agree. It, was, it was pretty good through most of the run. Never saw it. 
Which never <laughs> any of them. I'm a space oh, really? I never watched Seinfeld. I've never seen Bing Seinfeld's Bang. funny. Yeah. No, no use for it. He's funny. Well, I'm going to join you in the fist fight. Okay, listen. So I guess we got to wrap this up, right? Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to run over. We're going to wrap up. If, if you're going to join that Larry David religion, I'm going to start throwing crucifixes. Hey, can I tell you something? Oh no. Larry David assaulted me at a at a Boston Red Sox game. Do you want to hear the story? Or should we wait? So I we know that story. We had a good time. Yeah, we went to my brother. Uh, you know, my brother and, and our spouses went to a Yankees Red Sox game. It's a long time ago, and but when Curb Your Enthusiasm was on, and there's a, there's a good example. The first three or four years of Curb Enthusiasm was hilarious. Now, it's it's oh, like wow, how bad? How do you know? How do you so not good. know this is bad? You know. So anyway, so we're walking through. We had a couple of beers, let's say, and here it comes down the stairs from the, uh, you know, from the from the, the box is uh, the expensive box is Larry David, right? And he's with a girl. He's with uh, two or three guys, and he's with a woman who I'm sorry, but looks like a hooker. I'm sorry, you know. But she was, you know, I kind of tell. So, but I was a big Larry David fan, so I went over to him and I said, "Hey, Larry David, hey, I just want to shake your hand," and I and I put my hand out. And he, he, all in one motion, he grabbed the pinky finger of my hand, shook it, but then pushed me back with it. Okay, so if you can imagine that, and then pushed me back, and then kept on walking, you know. And my brother, my brother goes, F- "You, no one knows who you are anyway." <laughs> wow, that was my encounter with Larry David at the Red Sox game. Anyway, on that oh note, God. should we just? He was telling you to curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. That's good yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> My brush with greatness. Anyway, let's uh, wrap it up. So this has been our first uh, uh, at Macaloni's Hollywood X Files. Okay, we seem to have a, a lot of fun. I'm talking about but the evidence around us. It looks like we had a good time. So um, I want to thank everybody. Why don't I stop by thanking Club Club, the adult in the room? Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Did, My pleasure. Did you have I a good time? Did you have a good time? I like talking drive-in movies. Yes. Yeah. Club, do you still have the Corvair? <laughs> no, no, long ago. Oh, see, that, you got to have that to go to the drive-in with the stained back seat. I always no. had driving, <laughs> driving my Mustang to the drive-in was yeah, the, huh. the backseat adventure wasn't that great. But when I had my dad's station wagons, yes. either the Ford or the Rambler or the Chevy, yes. Now you're talking. Yeah, can I, I just say since 1964? My father had a Buick, a big, big, big Buick. Okay, the backseat was like you could put bunk beds in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what we used they're to huge. Do, we did the haunts of driving down in Dodge. Too bad X's are not tonight. It turned into an X-rated driving before it went out yeah. of business. We would like yeah. stick about nine people in the trunk of the car. I'm not kidding you. And, <laughs> and bring them oh, in. Oh, we yeah. see the Russ Meyer movies, the, the, the Valley of the Vixens and stuff. Oof, that was our central yeah. education. Oh, yeah. My favorite driving was the Meadow Glen. Same yeah, thing. Medford. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then the uh, Wellington Circle. Yeah, yep. that was you could walk from one drive to another. Yeah, you yeah. Could, yeah. We could walk to it. And the Tingsboro yeah, drive-in yeah, at Tingsboro. one point. Yeah, I lost no. my Tingsboro virginity. Was good. I lost, lost my virginity in the uh, medical. <laughs> Hold on, stop. The Detroit, the Troy drive-in was had at least R-rated flicks right right next to the freeway. Hey, no, so when yeah, a yes. particular scene would come up, you see all these cars. Yeah, yeah, that's not positive drive-in. Same thing. They have a traffic jam. Hey, hold on. Now we we might have jumped on something there. That uh, yeah, is the, the, the that's right, right. That's it, movie. So listen, now, uh, 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 club. Did you say that you lost your uh, what? My virginity in the uh, Meadow Glen Drive-in really? in a Corvair, right? <laughs> was it? I was, no, I was sixteen, I guess. Oh, good for you, man. Front seat, back seat. That's awesome. Well, it was during a horror movie. I must admit. <laughs> It's the only way to do it. <laughs> and the horror just began, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. 
I know. Everyone thought we were going to gloss right over that. <laughs> on that. On that. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks, everyone. Thank you, Raven. Thank you, Switchy. Thank you, Al Ronaldo. We can call Dave. We just want to go. We'll just go. Yeah, we're, we're ready to roll. Okay. Thank you, Club. <laughs> Juan Juan, thank you very much. We appreciate You're it. You're welcome. My pleasure. Okay. And we'll see you um, next week. And uh, this is for the entire gang. I just want to say, yeah, Homestar Troops, just go for on uh, Google Homestar Troops. They're a military organization that does a lot of good work for our uh, wounded veterans. They build them houses that are adaptable to their needs. And uh, then they rip up the mortgage and they give them the keys. And then they go out and uh, rejoin uh, uh, you know, the life uh, you know, a little bit um, ahead of the game, let's say. Okay, Homestar Troops. Please Google them and see what they're about. And um, also, uh, Mac Maloney's uh, uh, latest book, um, what's it called? How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught to the Al Ferrari Story. How to Dump a Body at Sea. That's a sequel. How to Dump a Body at Sea and Not Get Caught the Al Ferrari Story. Um, you know, it's uh, it's got a lot of buzz. A lot of people seem to like it. Uh, so um, we're giving away some free books in the upcoming uh, weeks. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And I think that's it. I just want to say that, as we say every week, John McCain was not a loser. He was a war hero. He was a wounded veteran. He was a disabled veteran. These are the kind of people that you look up to. You don't make fun of people like that. And so this is uh, Mac from the entire gang saying, until you hear from us again, please be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.